Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this, Billy DeVore. And sitting on the phone with me is... What's up, y'all? It's Lee Michael Kimbrell. I'm not in the DeVore Emporium 2.0. I'm in my car once again, but I had to call in and ask the nasty boys and girls across the whole wide world how the fuck they're doing. They're doing great! They're doing there so fucking is. good! Standing applause. What's wow. Oh my god, what? they're punching their pats! <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then sitting on the couch across from me is dear friend of the pod. You might have read his stuff on SBI, Tyler Snipes! Hello, nasty boys and girls. And Tyler Lee. Snipes there. I feel amazing. Physical form. Here. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous of you, though. You said you're in central arkansas en route to Dude, you know austin what, you know what you know what's so funny is i just passed a sign i am in arkansas currently but i just passed a sign that said in eight miles i'm coming up on a town called friendship arkansas how Aww. fucking cute is that and then look at the three of us just uh, because of the the tech overlords and, and daddy and daddy jobs or whoever it is we can all just three interact and put out a hot nasty pod content abroad who said 2021 was going to be bad i nobody this is beautiful this is so exciting there are some good ones but yeah i mean it's all it's weird coming down south how many more pine trees there are oh yeah when you hit arkansas like when you hit it or like and also southern tennessee like the highways are just lined with them yeah man the whole thing those fucking georgia pines down here in the south it's yeah. so weird driving do you, you I mean, Bill, you drive your ass off. I mean, between comedy and, I mean, even around town for work. Like, I know Tyler enjoys a good road trip. How? What are your boys feeling on just, like, the zen act of driving long periods of time? It's the most beautiful thing on the planet. I mean, you just Dude, get to really zone is. out and just stare down the road and know where your final destination is. But you're like, I wonder what's going to pop up along the way. And then you're just in your zone, and you get to pick to do whatever you want, but the only thing you can't do is stop driving. You can't stop driving. It's it's kind of meditative in the sense that, like, it gives, especially when you get out on the interstate, like, you have to be focused in just enough on the driving so that you don't kill yourself or someone else. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not, like, all-encompassing, so it just kind of gives you, it gives your brain a light task and then the rest of your brain is just, all you got to do is just kind of sit here and fucking think or listen or sing or whatever you're doing. Right. And then just just zone it out. Dude, so when I was a kid, we used to go to Dallas, Texas for Christmas and go see my grandpa. Dude, so you're doing like a similar haul, just a little bit farther and then a little bit west. Like, I remember that drive like the back of my hand. I bet like, you know, we used to stop in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
Yeah, bet. So that's the move, man. Stop in Little Rock, and then uh, I think you might have passed it already. I have passed Little Rock, but I have a Little Rock connection. That is where my Nana and Pop were from. So I had made the trip down to Little Rock several times, and uh, I could have stopped on the way down there and, you know, gone and said hello to a very, very old aunt. (laughs) And And I might do so on the way back, but you know what it's like. I mean, you got a long journey ahead of you. You just want to red bullet up and bang out as much of you of it as you can until you know before it gets dangerous right, right. And before you start you pull off to a fly in j and buy something called the stinger in a little pill pack <laughs> yeah dude which is like just gas station meth right is there a statue of bill clinton in little rock there totally should be if there isn't I think there is there has to be there must be like you must be able to go to, like yeah. his house or something like that there's actually a statue of bill clinton the little rock actually dragging two kids and giving <laughs> them to somebody to sell off yeah they took down the epstein one like, where they're high-fiving <laughs> there's actually another statue next to it with hillary pushing somebody out a window <laughs> well it's actually just one statue because hillary and bill clinton are clones of the same people <laughs> true, true, true. i forgot they're the same lizard yeah, they're the same person. You know, it's all just scales underneath there. You boys know this. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds that Bill Clinton that Hillary- and Hillary Clinton are lizards <laughs> or lizard uh, people? Dude, 100%. I'm, get- I'm getting <laughs> one-to-one odds on those, bro. You know what? I think I know a place where you can make that bet. Well, if you can find a place to do that safely, maybe even like on the internet, Bill if you can find a bet of if the Clintons are actually lizard people, bet your life. Bet um, your life savings. Well, guess what? I know the exact place where I'm going. Let's fucking do it, baby. BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are on pro basketball and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if your te- if your first love is baseball, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all of your sports betting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest place to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with bet online bet online your online sports book experts absolutely Billy, no go respect ahead, go ahead and hit, yeah dude go ahead and hit those uh hit the applause sound drop dude thank you that was that the was- that was the Excellent first, read. Thank you. That was the first time I've done that one. These are all these are all new. It was new, man. And they did. They slided T Snipe soccer. No one's over there betting online about soccer, dude. I bet online on soccer. That's uh, on bet online, as a matter of fact. Really? I take advantage of the crooked lines. Wow. Vegas that, doesn't understand it. Isn't that immoral in your field? Hell no. No? No. Get it while getting's good? Yeah. But has there been someone? I can't control the fucking outcome of the game. That's true. But have you? I mean, have you dealt with? Like, has there been someone in soccer that has been taken down for betting on games? No, I openly talk about betting with all of my peers. I swear to God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Well, it, why wouldn't you? If you're like the only one watching and you see the fucked up lines. Yeah, you take for sure. How yeah. much money do you think you've made off of it? I started with a hundred whenever I opened my account. Went down to twelve. Back up to 50, 
Lost all 50 of it at the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> and I haven't made another yeah. deposit. But ahead of the domestic soccer season ahead, it's a safe bet that I will be making a deposit. Mm. You, you were just talking about like being in a room with all your, your soccer buddies and, be like, and your soccer writer friends. You're like, yeah, we openly talk about betting. I have a place where all sports people could get into the same room and talk. That online. Damn. I really do. Guys, have you heard of Locker Room? Think about this. It's live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use and talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can share your own experiences on the app. I can? Yeah, you can. You can download it, dude. It's freaking crazy. Uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on... on the new Nasty Boys podcast. Um, Damn, son. Yeah. Um, all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join and just join the group. Uh, follow me at Billy DeVore after this podcast goes live and when my room goes live. So definitely check it out. Um, but definitely pretty, pretty freaking cool. Pretty cool new sponsor. Dude, that whole idea, that the idea behind, you know, locker room, and I don't know if we're supposed to say this, but it sounds very reminiscent to Clubhouse. It's like, it's like live podcasting. You just go in there and you're involved in this conversation with these people that you would already be listening to. Right. Yeah, Twitter uh, does one called Spaces, and there's been a lot of like media people joining in on it. It's been. Uh really cool it's like it's kind of like a podcast but like lee said it's live so there's a bit more incentive to like jump on it and maybe stop the podcast you're listening to and it's like really informative and there's only like 12 listeners and it's kind of like yeah amazing. like you, it's really interactive with like people that like you would want to meet or like shoot a message to in that capacity like, huh. yeah it's not like just like a random dm it's like hey like they can see that you're listening right they interactive intimate because yeah. i've done treehouse like I have an account, I got invited by by someone, and like I got the lowdown. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I know the big thing that was glaring when I was when I was looking at it was there wasn't like a sports section. So it's nice to know that spaces exist, and same with locker room. Um, so heck yeah, that's pretty locker freaking room sweet. Is about to be the shit. Yeah, it is. That's where that's where I'm gonna start going. Yeah. Yeah, baby, locker room talk. We go in there and <laughs> talk about boobs and baseball. <laughs> yeah. Two of my favorite things. Yeah, man. We'll just go in there and just talk about the intricacies of fingering and also <laughs> You know what? That is exactly what this podcast is, so it's pretty fucking perfect. <laughs> it's that's pretty on band, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, you know what the best combination of boobs in baseball is? Tell me. Rosie Red. Boom. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean she hypersexualized. I mean, she is a baseball head. That is, yeah, man. I mean, everybody got so caught up with the new, uh, the Space Stamp Two version of Lola Bunny, when Rosie Red's still just over here in 2021 throwing titty meat out yeah. into the world, dropping nukes, <laughs> fucking hurling gas at us, dude. <laughs> I'm man, I... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'm, I just passed a sign that said Arcadelphia, and it's like I'm in the part of the country where they're just mass pre-existing <laughs> names together that sounds like a like dj mashup song or something like that. yeah arcadelphia texarkana 
Arkadelphia, where we have cheese whiz on our Philly cheese steaks, but we also do whippets off of our cheese our <laughs> cheese yeah. cans. Yeah. You use yeah, you use all of the cheese on one sandwich so you can do the whippet at the end. <laughs> Fucking incredible. That's the dream. So here, this is the big question that Tyler and I were talking about before we started. And I need a straight answer from you. Mm. It's very important. Lay it on me. Are you going to Whataburger? Huh. Should I? Yes. I'm Breakfast there. is not as, like, I would get a, I would get a proper burger. Oh, I'll just go and get the Whataburger, you know? I've yeah. never had it. If you're from the South, you're like, man, fuck In-N-Out and Five Guys. This is the best burger. Okay, so Whataburger is like a Southern thing. Yeah, it's like a Southern fast food burger chain. You know, so okay. like Five Guys and like uh, uh, Shake Shack and In-N-Out. It's just like the South's version of it. It's so goddamn good. Okay, man, count me in, dude, because I will die on the hill that Five Guys... I'll put that burger up against anybody, dude. Ooh. Interesting. It's worth Five the money. Five guys, man. It, dude, sesame fucking bun. I throw some just mustard, ketchup, double patty, cheese, bacon, and then they fucking fry up some jalapenos for you and throw it on it. And then the fries. You get like... And then, and then you get a fucking full Kroger bag of french fries. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking incredible. Like, the small <laughs> is half the fucking bag of fucking, like, Ugh. full of fries. It is... God, yeah, you might be right. Now, also, when you brought up the, yeah, like the fried jalapenos, dude, I mean, you can get mushrooms, you can get everything, you can get almost any gourmet topping on a burger, but instead it's just like you walk in and it looks like, like a like a bathhouse that happens yeah. to make burgers with all the white tile. And, and then you can just grab peanuts and eat them and throw them on the ground. Any place that does that, I trust them tenfold. And you can yeah, do, you can get like, more. A1 mustard and like Frank's hot sauce. Like their condiment selection is psychotic. And uh, if you get high yeah, enough, you'll fuck yeah. around. <laughs> you Players will fuck play. around, dude. Uh, dude, so, so then like, like Shake Shack is good for the standards. They're, and it's the best. But I think that I say it's the best because I can't go half it all the time. Like I can always go have. I can always go and have a Five Guys. I can have it delivered to my right. house. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can have that that mushy slop just come on in hot. But the fact that I have to travel to go to Shake Shack, like whenever I fly through Atlanta, I'm like, I have to go to Terminal 13 to go to the Shake Shack. I plan my this man flight knows around the terminal it. Terminal number. <laughs> it's gross, dude. I plan my flight around it. Boys, guess what? I just passed exit 69. Yeah. yeah. And it was to a town called Gum Springs, so we all know how what... <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah, dude. A spring of cum. Mm. I will... I want to say something. Like, I don't know if it's rest in peace or just, like, where you been, but what the fuck is going on with Steak and Shake? All this burger talk. Oh, man. I just remembered Steak and, Steak and, Steak Shake. and Shake. The one in Oakley closed. I don't think I've seen another one across town. I haven't been looking for it necessarily, but, like... Boy, you want to talk about a random ass burger and a great fucking time? Like sitting in a steak and shake is—it's life changing. Agree. Oh, you go to a steak and shake, and there's a fifty-fifty chance that they ignore you so much that you don't have to pay, and you don't even <laughs> feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I got, mean, you you get to a point at a steak and shake where you're like, I'm being rude by not walking out on my check. Like, they don't fucking care. They don't give a shit. And you can get a milkshake of whatever. They have pepperoncinis in a bottle on the table. Mm. Like, what the fuck is going on? It is, an, it is a wonderful place. Do, do you I'm ever, looking it up to see if they, like, closed altogether. Do you ever open up the pepperoncini bottle and start eating the pepperoncinis out of it? Is a horse a horse? That's true. Is a horse a damn horse? <laughs> Billy, I would imagine that you've had some pretty wild experiences at that steak and shake that used to be up there next to the club. So that was actually the one that, well, I mean, that's actually where I asked Alicia to be my girlfriend. Was this no shit. shut up? Yeah, it was right there. Well, it was more of we were we were drunk and we looked at each other and I went, hey, are we dating? And she said, yeah, I guess. And then we haven't broken up since. <laughs> and now we're married. <laughs> yeah. We're married with two cats. Uh but the more crazy one was the one in Eastgate where I used to go when I was like in high school and like college in air quotes. <coughs> Excuse me. A little tickle in and COVID. Um but uh there was we used to go there all the time and Jake made me eat make me made me drink a banana milkshake. Oh yeah. With peanut butter mm. with a sugar-free Red Bull. And mustard. No. Yeah. So at the beginning, you said that Jake made you do that? What are you fucking talking about? Because, okay, so here's the deal. Like, I was super poor. Like, I had, like, you know, I would get, like, 12 to 16 hours working at GameStop. So Jake would just be like, hey, man, I'll pick up your tab. I'm like, thanks, dude. And he did that for two years and for everything that we did. And uh, in return, I would have to eat some of the grossest shit ever. Jesus, dude, that is evil, man. Pure evil. <laughs> well, that's Jake. He's pure evil. You've met I the mean, guy. God damn, Jake. I know you're listening. That is fucked up, but also mad respect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he owned it. So. Yeah, man. You made Billy your his your little food slave. Yeah, I was his little gimp. I was his food gimp. You're like mm, squirt mustard in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> he would be like he'd be like. I'd be like, oh, man, I really want a Western barbecue burger. He goes, no, I'm ordering for you. He'll have a triple Wisconsin buttery, extra mayo. I'm like, you know I don't like mayo. And he'd be like, yeah, well, you're eating it. Well, you get what you get, you fucking pig. <laughs> God damn. Suck up your slop. Tyler, what, do you have any fond memories of Steak and Shake like like we do? Yeah, the uh, one in uh, like Fairfield, like Cincinnati Mills Mall area. Yeah. Like, do you remember going to the mall was, like, the shit and, like, the uh, the thing to do when you were a kid? Yeah. And, like, your parents would just drop you off and fucking let you take out your angst and frustration at the mall <laughs> unattended for hours with all of your idiot friends. There was a uh, stick and shake right there. And, uh, yeah, a lot of teenage romance, a lot of uh, after-movie shakes, a lot of whatever. Like, Ooh, it was, fingering in the parking lot? an iconic lot? part. Yeah, definitely. Before I could drive, Tyler, too. Man, so we're just sitting it. in a parking spot and <laughs> playing the bass. That's right. Yeah, playing the Dude, one you, string. You've got a you one like that. You nailed it, Lee. man. It, no, I'm just saying, like you nailed it with steak and shake and the equivalency to teenage love. Yeah, there's so much teenage love, and then there's so much like middle-aged hatred yeah like i saw fights there i was like young man oh, like concerning fight fights with adults because like they're there being like you know eating like drunk food or like whatever like after like the bar 
and we're just waiting for our parents to come pick us up. And like people start swinging. Oh like, yeah, every time. It's great. Now, did you know about the secret menu item at Steak and Shake? I don't dare to ever ask for a secret menu item. I feel like that's such a boner move. Well, you can go to Camp Washington Me neither, Chili. Tyler. You can go to Camp Thank Washington you. Chili and ask for the Billy Special. It's a secret menu item. It's, anyway. There's a t-shirt about it. That's fine. <laughs> so, Steak and Shake, their secret menu item is a 7 and 7. Do you guys know what a 7 and 7 is? Uh, fucking Seagram 7 and 7 up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's in a milkshake. You're going to throw up after drinking it. Uh, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, it is not one, not two, not three, but seven burger patties with seven slices of cheese. I'm out. God damn, dude. You buy that, and it's like you're meal prepping for the week. Yeah. Oh. You got a goddamn patty for every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> or two on Saturday, then you rest on Sunday. Yeah, it is, man. That's crazy. So I, I've never been. I've never taken on like one of those gimmick sandwiches. No, I don't dare. Now, are you guys going to ask if I've had one? I was going to ask yes, how far yeah. you got. Like, I thought it was assumed. Uh, I have not. I'm not that gross. There you go. But you could. I mean, anything is possible. Have you seen one? I haven't. I've like, only seen I'm having pictures. a hard time. Okay, I'm going to look up the pictures. That I just I'm, I can't picture it for some reason. Oh, it's it's as gross as it looks. And Bill, what is your greatest like food accomplishment? Like, have you like eaten the most breadsticks at like a Fazoli's and Ross or some <laughs> random shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because normally when I go to Ross, I have to go to Fazoli's. <laughs> you know, but like I figure you got you your, your name's etched on a plaque somewhere. In the greater Cincinnati area. Well, I had a joke about it. I haven't done it in a really long time. But I held the record at the Steak and Shake, uh, or not Steak and Shake, I'm sorry, the IHOP on Beachmont. Oh, that's right. I remember that bit. Yeah, I had 16 pancakes. <laughs> and, Good boy. Thank Fuck. you. Uh, yeah, first time I ate 17 pancakes, but I threw up in the parking lot, so it doesn't count. Um, Damn. I think it fucking counts. No, it doesn't count. You got to keep it down, at least when, until you leave the parking lot. Is it only because you so were weird. seen? Because, like, you did it. It doesn't. If a, if, a, if a runner finishes a marathon and then breaks his leg after crossing the finish line, did he not finish the marathon? That's true. And he won. He, he, okay, yeah, that is fair. I yeah. will give you that. That's but, so weird that an IHOP's contract for their pancake eating, they're like, Pan- <laughs> pancakes must be consumed and turned into poop for the result <laughs> to be official. <laughs> now, look, Steak and Shake did not deem that rule. I did. Yeah. <laughs> that is me. That is all pride. That is all everything. That's love of the game right there, man. For sure. I'm not juicing up. You know what I mean? I'm not putting pine tar above the on the barrel of my bat. You know what I mean? I'm playing I, clean. I get it, man. So, I, you know, and the bit is I went back the next night, and I got more stoned, and I had 16 pancakes, and I counted it. And then I was like, hey, I asked my server, I'm like, hey, is this a record? And she went, I don't know. Let me go get the chef. And then, <laughs> and then he came out, and I don't know what his the name is. And I was like, I don't know what his name is. I think it was Meth. And 
He, I was like, hey, man, I just ate 16 pancakes. Is that a record? He said, I don't care. So it's a record. Yeah. <laughs> he said, man, I'm an IHOP chef. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm the sous chef at the Beachmont IHOP. Damn, fuck. Bill. And I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. Yeah. And then here's the other food accomplishment. Uh, at the On the Montgomery Steak and Shake, they had this thing where they did all-you-can-eat pancakes. And I was there so much that I knew everybody's name. And uh, the I got the all-you-can-eat pancakes, and I just kept getting plate after plate. And I noticed the bat, like the pancakes kept getting smaller and smaller. And then the the cook came out from behind the line and came to the table. And I was like, hey, man, can I get more pancakes? He went, no, Billy, you can't. <laughs> I was like, why? No. He said, I, I was like, why? He said, you can't because you ate all of the batter. Yeah, you finished us off, man. I, what time was it? It was like twelve thirty one in the morning. Yeah. Okay, that's probably fine. No. I, I, yeah, I was about to say if you're talking like br- if you ate enough <laughs> pancakes that was supposed to like get them through a goddamn Saturday breakfast push. Yeah. Then that is that would have been you, that would have been like you you deserve a plaque. Like I would have bought the trophy or something. Well, the that. only yeah. the only plaque I have is in my heart. So. <laughs> Yeah. In that in those arteries, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Uh, arterial plaque. Love it. Can't live without it. Do you guys remember fuck, CC's pizza? Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I used to wreak havoc out of CC's. My cousin did the worst thing in the entire world. So he would get <laughs> like, seriously like twenty pieces of pizza and then just take one bite out of it. And then oh, put it on my. his like finished table. Like it was the funniest thing to watch, like the workers deal with, but like the most fuck shit that has ever fucking Dude, been. And I, that is an incredibly devious move. Yeah. So, so, but did they ever stop him? They're like, "Hey, man, you got to eat like more than one bite." No. Like, I, yeah, like I never saw him. Like, he is a cousin who lives in Florida who came up to, like, Fairfield, and, like, I only went twice. Oh, he dude, did that it both is times. so Florida. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He was a <laughs> frat star at, like, the University of Florida. Whatever you're picturing, that's exactly it. Like, sunburn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that fucking rules, man. Yeah. The, the biggest feeding act, or eating feet, that I ever saw was my brother was a high school wrestler. Oh boy! So th- so they would all like cut mass weight and then go and do these wrestling meets, and then afterwards they could just eat whatever they want. And I saw a kid on my brother's wrestling team eat one hundred wings from Hooters. Boy, and Hooters wow. are quality fucking like that, that. We're not talking like chicken nuggets there. That's not like B dubs like bullshit. Like, no, Hooters dude, is no, a real those, fucking those deal. Things, yeah. yeah, dude, those things are fucking clucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those wings are clucking still, man. Were they sauced? Food. Like you guys are making? No, they weren't sauced. They were just just regular. Fully, I was gonna say just the amount of hot wrecked. sauce on that would be terrifying. Like, oh, I mean, imagine the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Imagine. Fuck. God. Damn, you guys are making me hungry. T- Tyler, what was your f- feet? Did you don't do you have like a, a restaurant feet or a food feet? Uh, feet food? I've definitely, like, Hooters, used, like, the one in Newport at least, used to do, um, like, if you eat, like, 15 wings, it was, like, ten ninety nine. Like, you had to, like, hit that to qualify. 
right. for like all you can eat for ten ninety nine or something like that. And I hit that fifteen, and that was uh, that was a struggle. Like that's the only thing that comes to mind. I'm sure just being a gross, hungover, or drunk, whatever. I've probably done some damage, like like White Castle. Would oh. be something that like I've probably done something disgusting unconsciously and like I don't know, but I might have eaten fucking thirteen burgers one time. Like Right. Oh for sure. Taking yeah. down half a crave case. Wait a yeah. minute. You We did that. We did that. But that was four of us. Lee, we got a crave case. It was Danny, Billy, myself, and Pat. We got a crave case, like an order of mozzarella sticks, a couple of orders of fries at like three o'clock in the morning. And it was gone within like an honest seven minutes but that's four of us <laughs> yeah and that onion pedals yeah powerful so here's a power white castle story for you jesus i'm gross wow <laughs> um, so i was just power white castle what do you think i heard like <laughs> power white <laughs> power white castle did boom. you drink some white power aid while you did it <laughs> yeah i was about to say dude the white power castle sounds like a scary ass place <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So uh, I brought in my tiki torch to this white castle. <laughs> but here's what here's what uh, here's what I did. My buddy and I, uh, Ethan, uh, rest in peace. He's actually dead. And we after football one day, because <laughs> I say R.I.P. after everything, and like Lee's like they're not dead. Yeah. R.I.P. for real. For real, he's actually dead. God um, rest his soul. God, please do. And. We we were both offensive linemen. Uh, he was a junior. I was a senior. And we got a Crave case and housed it in the White Castle after football practice with his mom watching us, cheering us on. Oh, I mean, it's hot. after football practice. Yeah. She was like, you boys can do it. Come on. Hell yeah. She was from Alabama, so she did have a southern accent. She was like, come on, boys. Let's go. You got three burgers Literally left. cheering you on. Yeah. And then she's like, Billy, come on. You can just drink up that bag of onion petals. I was like, you bet I can, Mrs. Blair. And then just housed uh, them. Oh, my God. I have an entry that I would like to discuss before we, before we like, like, I, I just want to make sure that we get this one out in the clear. How do you guys okay. feel about people who steal hot sauce at Chipotle? Like, steal the entire bottle? Whew. We've all seen someone do it, right? Whew. What a question. Because there's um, two schools here. Like, A, you're just an asshole, and don't do it because that's just fucking, you know, you're being a naughty boy. But B, who's to say that you wouldn't use an entire bottle of hot sauce? Like, if you were questioned, that is a legitimate way out. It's like, I use this much hot sauce on my Chipotle order, right? So like, there is logic also, to it. But, like, we know that's not the yeah. case. Like, And then there's also a logic that I follow because I'm a ramekin boy now. But in my past, I've walked out with many a bottle of hot sauce. But I will say, if it is a a third of the way full or less, I'll take it, man. That's how much hot sauce I was going to use. I'll throw away the bottle for you guys. But this shit's gone. That's valid. That's valid. Now, you did say ramekin boy, and that's something I have absolutely no problem stealing from any fucking restaurant. And I have a bunch of them, and it's the shit. Yeah. Having ramekins Ram- in your house is awesome. Oh, man. Have, yeah, I would imagine so. I love a little rammy boy. Yeah. I, I For whatever reason, I have guilt about stealing like a hefty Chipotle bottle. Like, Lee, like you're right. I, I still think I lay off of it for some reason. Like I just don't want to have to answer for putting the bottle in my bag. 
But the ramekin, different. Totally different. Dude, uh, I, will, I will say in college, Qdoba breakfast burritos late night were a big thing for me. Oh, yeah. And I walked out of there with a full bottle of Cholula every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, you're a young shithead, it's the move. Like I'm, I'm not resolving. Yeah, yeah, I've done it, and uh, but then like I watched a young shithead do it at like the Hyde Park Chipotle, and like my old man kicked on or something. And, like I didn't like it. <laughs> I know, man. I I have gone through that same evolution. So I have never stolen an entire bottle of hot sauce. Because, and then the only time I've tried, the first lady has stopped me. She was like, okay, "What are you doing?" There you go. You can buy hot sauce. I'm like, yeah, but I thought that the green, the green Tabasco came free with your bowl, and it doesn't. Right. So, but it see, but that therein lies the problem because it does. But like, it's just a definition of how much. How much does it? Because if it's like, if there's like two or two and a half fingers of hot sauce left, I'm using that. Yeah. Whether I'm here and throwing it away here or in my house. Ha- car or house you know sure now i do know a grown man who says whenever i run out of sriracha that's when i have to go get pho somewhere so i can steal an entire bottle of it there you go now would you guys like to take a guess at who this is because they might have been mentioned earlier who would do that danny jake oh i oh, thought you were going to say alicia <laughs> yeah alicia the first lady's up here she just Jake yeah. is evil. Pure fucking evil, huh? Yeah, Jake takes the sriracha and on the way out just turns around and says an Asian slur. And right. <laughs> yeah, and then he just he just le- he opens the door to the pho place, turns around and looks, and he just says, hashtag don't stop Asian hate. Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. increase Asian hate. Thanks for the free fucking <laughs> sriracha. <laughs> Increase is so fucking funny. <laughs> the technical idea of just like more, not more, or continue, just increase. Like you're describing no, get a out stock. there, do your part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you're describing Bitcoin. Yeah, it, it, a sharp increase. Sharp. Uh, we've got a sharp increase here on Mongolian hate. <laughs> Good mm. God, I can't. I can't have any part of this conversation. Look, the joke is about the word increase, mm. not the, the the race itself. But then you were just, you know, going on about white power a minute ago. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'll cut uh, that out. No, no, <laughs> Don't you know? Unless you're cutting it out. <laughs> Wait, I have no idea. What are you talking about? I thought that everything in America was built by white people. <laughs> For money. Oh, right. America was built by, and still is, people with jobs that they like that they are being paid a rightful amount for. Gotcha. Huh. You know. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the opposite of that, certainly. No, never. That is so interesting. I know, man. Huh. I'm learning so much today. Well, (laughs) Read a book, man. Well, good luck with that. So how uh I got a question. Is the sun still up by you? Um barely. It's my headlights are on. I it's a pretty sunset off to the right. Do you feel like your eyes hurt? Do you, would you need some protection? 
Um, I've yes, dude. For long periods of this trip, I really could have gone for a good pair of shades. Well, your outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly better. Canon sunglasses. Shit. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity using Japanese optics. Canon lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger <laughs> than other lenses and are clearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KNONCAST15 at KNON.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon. Clearly better. Did you say Very Japanese nice, lens and Italian frames? I did. The most, uh, that's a collab, I guess. That is a deep collab. Now, Tyler, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. If Japan played Italy in soccer, who would you put your money on? I would bet on Italy. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think that there was possibly a place where you could go bet on that game online somewhere? <sighs> I've thought about it. I don't know where to go. I know exactly where you go. You go to Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are on pro basketball and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, soccer, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest place to... to ah, Fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. BetOnline, your online, online sports, sports book, book experts. <laughs> We did it from 600 miles away. Very, very nice, man. That's impressive. We did it. Now we're done with man, all of our reads. Dude, I tell you what, if you were listening to this podcast and listened to the optimism and joy in our voices as we talked about the potential for this season and used betonline.ag and threw all your money at the Reds, you would be a very rich man right now. You would be unbelievably rich, right, Tyler? Yeah. I did not look at the fucking odds, but I'm guessing like that card series, somebody made a tidy penny. I sure hope so. I didn't place any money on it uh, because I'm an honest person and don't bet on the sport I'm covering. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Billy hates Pete Rose so much that he doesn't yeah. even do it. <laughs> That's sick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love that for me. I'm just fucking with you. No, no. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep betting on sports. I'm going to bet more on sports. Um, I'm going to win a lot of money. I'm going to slap you in the face with it. Um, Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I like doubling that down energy. on this one. Uh, yeah. Put your money where your uh, takes are or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll start here. We'll start with opening day. Uh, how? So, Tyler, what did you do for opening day? I was horribly backed up at work. I watched the first inning and thought it was just going to go that way. Um, 
which I, for anybody who didn't catch it, what was it, six to nothing? Like Luis got shell in the first you'll talk about that obviously like he's he's gonna be fine but just it just looked bad um so i just kind of like tuned out did my thing came back and it was like seven to eleven or some shit and it was like entertaining and like it was getting a bit chippy and um yeah but you boys were down there yeah lee how was your opening day i had a good opening day it wasn't as long at the beginning as yours was but the opening, I mean, in the stadium itself, fantastic. I got a good right down the foul pole look. Um, it was cold, but the beer was flowing, and I was just stoked to fucking be there. That's exactly my sentiment. You were in my season seats, which are pretty fucking dope, if I don't say so they, myself. They really are, man. It's a fun little shot. And, like, the I don't know. There's you just get a good mix. Like I was sitting in front of just the biggest pieces of shit sports fans I've ever heard. What oh, happened boy. to you? Oh, they were just, they were just not the people that you wanted to be at a game with. They were the loud must be heard. Not only like yelling stupid shit that's way above their head, but also just like their conversation needed to be had at a volume so that everyone in the section knew what they were talking about. Fuck. Oh, that's I the worst. Exactly. And it's like, they, it was just like four young kids that sucked ass. <laughs> the girls couldn't stop. The girls couldn't stop talking about how bad these fucking seats suck. And it's so fucking cold. And then the guys were sitting there. I mean, they all just, they worked for fucking enterprise rental car out at the, airport and you would think that they were the wolf of wall street it was like <laughs> shut the fuck up you guys suck all of your takes suck get joey Votto's name out of your mouth before i fucking duct tape you mouth shut dude. the <laughs> fact that you know it, that they work at enterprise because they were talking so I loud know, about a- their all their goddamn accounts out at cbg and dude you should have seen it man like yeah, I had to get a car for all the Reds because they were shit. And I was like, cool, man. You know who sucks? You. <laughs> you suck. Me and Morgan were having the greatest time just sitting there, just roasting them under our breath. Well, you didn't have to do it under your breath because they, they just would have kept talking over you. And, oh, my God, it sucks so bad. They just had no idea what they were talking about but had very hard opinions about what was going on it's one of those like human experience things like i would love it if just like at the end of the game you're like hey man i sat through a lot i think you're the one accountable just whoever whoever the biggest guy is whoever you figured to be the toughest and just flick him on the forehead you know what i mean oh i love it you you put me through so much i'm not gonna make a big deal about it but just fucking be different be (laughs) fucking different be different man (laughs) Dude, I don't want you to. I don't want this to hurt your feelings, but change everything about yourself. Yeah, it's like the next time you're at a game, realize that everything you did today was fucking unbearable. I'm not doing this in front of your girl. I don't want to fight you, but I need you to know this about you. Like, you know what I would have done? I would have walked up. I would have walked up to him and I would have said, "Hey, Avis is better." (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm more of a budget guy, you (laughs) cuck. No, Tyler, that is so correct. Just like that is that is the the daydream of all burns is when you just keep it so calm and yeah. you're like, honestly, man, we are all just 
the amalgamation of whatever experiences uh, and people have come into our lives. So I'm not mad at you, but you need to know that your behavior for the last two and a half hours is objectively wrong and bad. And, <laughs> yeah. and I can't, I just need to let you know that out of love and then yeah. just, and then just fucking grab him by the dick and yank and walk away. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> yeah, lawnmower that hog. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the kind of fans that they were, they stayed four innings and then left. So then it was excellent. Oh. That's perfect. God. That's a waste yeah. of a ticket, though. Like, on a day like that, I'm sure that ticket was precious. I mean, like, that an opening day ticket in the pandemic year is as good as gold, right? Like, yeah. to stay forward, to bitch the entire time and then stay forwardings. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. And, yeah. Tyler, you said the words human, like, experiment or human experience. Yeah. I mean, Bill, have you noticed, because you've gone to 75% of the home games. Or no, what, 60%? Uh, I went to four of them, yeah. Okay, so four out of five? Or three. Sorry, three. I went to three. Three out of five. So you've been to 60% of the game. With that 30% capacity, is your take – and Tyler, you went to a game too. Yeah. Like initially you're walking in there and you're looking around and you're like, oh, man, I missed the buzz. It would be cool if it was packed to the guilds. And then you've got all the room in the world and the lines for the concessions aren't bad and the lines for the bathroom aren't bad and like – then you kind of go back and you sit down and you're like, you know what? This is kind of fucking sick. Yeah. Like, Bill, what's your takeaway from that? I, Bill and I were talking about it just kind of like ad hoc yesterday. Like, um, that was the first game I went to since, well, I think since 2019, but that's no different than everybody else. But um, sure, it's like that weekday game atmosphere is what I always loved. Yeah. Like like a Saturday bobblehead game or like a Funko Pop or like whatever, you know what I mean, is like gonna sell it out like on a, like, right. like on the down years that we've had or whatever. Like um that's the fucking shit. Like that Monday game and I was telling um Billy and uh some of the people that we were there with is just like this feels normal. Like it felt like a normal crowd for a Monday. I forgot about the pandemic, to be truthful Couldn't with you. More. Like it it just felt like one of the things that we can have back. Um, now, opening day, obviously different. Um, when we talk about, like, meaningful baseball games at the end of the season and, like, a sold-out, like, Tuesday game, if we can get there again, oh, boy. But, like, Lee, what you were saying with the spaced-out thing, like, like I avoid opening day in recent years. I broke, I broke a streak of seven straight years, I think it was, just because, like, in my old age, I'm getting crotchety. I don't like, I don't like a sold-out anything at right. all anymore. And, um yeah, man. Like the vibe is strong. Like the yeah. vibe is fucking strong. The vibe down there. is strong. Because you brought up a good point, Tyler. That you, when we were there Monday, you were like, you you said, man, this feels like 2012 again. Yeah. Because the buzz and the electricity in the stadium. Now, I will say, everyone was into it. That's ev- kind of what I was getting. At. Like they're good. They're <laughs> good. Everyone was into it. Opening day, little different. We were kind of deflated, not by just Luis and what happened, but also the simple fact it was so cold and bitter, and then losing on top of it, there was no energy in the stadium. But, <coughs> excuse me, but I, sorry, COVID. And what I will say is the rest of the games I went to, it just felt this, the whole, the whole, the whole stadium was buzzing. The city was vibrating. Like when the Reds are good like this, there's nothing like it in this city, period. Yeah. End of story. Even when the Bengals were good in those playoff run years with Blandy Dalton 
and uh, AJ, I don't have any more ankles green. Like, <laughs> what, the, what a shot to take at him right now. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, but, but you don't, you didn't feel that, you know, because you could just pop in, mo- like, you have a, a eight, nine, six to nine game homestay where you could just go. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely different. I My opening day, I did have an experience with bad fans. Uh, we were down uh, down in the first level, uh, a little bit behind home, like uh, a couple sections behind a uh, couple sections behind the Diamond Club, and there were people leaning up against that fence between the scout seats and us, and they were just awful Cardinals fans, just booing the Reds whenever they went up. Like this lady was like, "Oh, Joey Votto's a hack," and just screaming and just being just just shitting on every Reds player who came up and yelling like, oh, you're no good. And then like, you, and then she at one point screamed, I think uh, she was like, Flaherty, just hit him. Just hit him in the face. And I was like, this is enough. I grabbed an <laughs> usher that was walking by. I said, hey, uh, they need to go to their seats. They've just been leaning here. That lady has her mask off. So if you could please take care of that, that would be great. And he went, hey, you. Go to your seats, and they just scurried like stray dogs in the alley. Love that. Love that. But it was, I mean, it was great. Um, what else? Ha- oh, here's the coolest thing that happened on opening day. I had my first Sky Rosa. But then afterwards at Liberty's, I traded one of my, the jersey I was wearing with the hoodie underneath it for a sick Apex-like starter jacket. I'm looking at it. It is sick. Yeah. What a move. What a baller move. It's clearly from like late 80s, early 90s. And like, I was just like, hey, man, I like your jacket. That's my size. Do you like my jersey? He was like, yeah. I was like, let's trade. No hesitation. None. And he was like, yeah, of course. And it was a fair deal. Looking up the price on that to find it on eBay. What I spent on that Larkin Michelin Ness jersey is the same as that jacket goes. Yeah. And you could just save up Boom. and get another and one of those. That's a deal. Yeah. And in the state that you were in Thursday night, you could have been absolutely fleeced. Right. <laughs> you could have got, gotten home and been like, sick Rydell hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God Bass was there. He was like, he was like, wait, hold on. And then like, did a couple, like, like, look at a couple takes and he went, you know what? That's fair. No, this is a fair he, deal. And he just like, he, he brokered it. Yeah. He, he put his, his, his stamp of uh, approval on it. So my opening day was great, but it wasn't great for the Red Legs. Were you going to say, go for it. I was just going to ask you boys, um, at your worst, let's say you two drunk as fuck together, um, just really feeling yourselves at uh, the Cardinal Stadium or like maybe a Cubs game because I think their fans might be worse than Cardinals fans here at least. Would you ever boo, like boo the home team that loud that close knowing you're surrounded and like on a, a situation like opening day knowing you're the only ones like would you ever, uh, would you fucking ever like it's another be different thing like absolutely not i'm representing no. my team and i'm in their stadium yeah and like to boo in general is like hard. have you ever like consciously said boo to like a yeah i, I booed yadier molina Twice. It's strange. I don't this, know. This past week, I have booed him twice. I hate that person that you saw, I guess. But, like, I'm just trying to picture, like, me at my worst. I still don't think I would do it. And, like, if you no, do, dude, like, well, I would walk I mean, away. Like, Billy, if you get your ass kicked, like, I will try and stop the fight. But if someone slugs you and you keep doing it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would have to walk away if so I was with somebody. I'll preface it. it. It's at home. But if I'm away, I'm on my best behavior. Yeah, exactly. Home, totally Agreed. fine. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I don't. 
if I'm at a baseball game, and obviously if I get pretty sauced and the stakes are high, some redneck can come out a little bit, especially it's like a real Chipotle hot sauce bottle situation. If you <laughs> ask me this if you if you ask me this shit when I was twenty one I've been like kicked out of stadiums, you know? But now I don't know, man. I I don't no 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 vitriol or real hate behind my booze. But when Yadier Molina comes up and the stadium starts booing, yeah. it's fun to just like I'll boo with like a smile on my face, yeah. you know, kind of like a little high pitched boo where it's just like some fun tribal like, boo, yeah, you suck. <laughs> I know, mean, just like it's funny. I'm being crotchety again because like you know what's really fun, like at a Cyclones game, booing the refs. Yeah. Oh, that is fun. Like, yeah, I boo, I boo shit. I just wouldn't do no, it. But, yeah, like at a baseball, I wouldn't, I wouldn't boo Yachty at like Miller Park if that's what it's called or whatever. Definitely not. And it's yeah. also, are you booing? And this is the case with, and it was the case with the shitheads behind me on opening day, and the case with so many embarrassing sports fans is they are booing for the eyeballs. It's all about attention, you know. They're like weak, weak-minded people that are like. Boo, you fucking suck. And it's like there's a kid 10 feet behind you, and you're like, no, I don't care. I hate this guy enough because he's in the wrong color. You know, right. it's, it's just a level of like maturity, I guess. But it is fun to just let loose. Yeah. Absolutely. But never, ever would I walk into Bush Field and just start openly booing Yachty. That's his house. Like, head out. Yep. Like, Agreed. Hmm. How great from that from how great is that Castellanos quote? Oh, where he goes, he, he could punch me in the face and I'd still ask him for his autograph. Or yeah, some shit. we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm so excited. Opening day though for Luis was trash. I will say that he had 3.1 innings pitched. He had eight hits, ten runs, eight earned runs, two walks, no Ks, gave up a dinger. The first six runs in that game were scored in the first by Luis. I mean, they were. Yeah. I mean, they were just. They, you just got rocked, and you had. We both had good vantage points of it, um, but I think it was just so cold he couldn't get any movement on his changeup. None. Yeah. I mean, it was an anomaly. A six-run top of the first from off Luis Castillo is a statistical anomaly. Right. He's just not going to do that. And I don't I don't ever see him giving up six more runs again this season unless it's the same situation. Yeah, no, I it was a bummer to be there and see it, especially just because, you know, got mad love for Luis and he needs to be Luis Castillo for the Reds to be, you know, to reach our highest potential. But again, opening day, one out of 162. It's 30 degrees. I don't know, man. It, it was an anomaly to me. Right. And the presser he had, he was like, yeah, man, it was cold. It was opening day. And, you know, I was a little nervous. And then so I went back and I watched the film and saw what I did wrong and I needed to correct it. So he acknowledged it. And it's 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 awesome that he is comfortable enough to just straight up say that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to make an excuse or anything, he was just like, I was nervous. It was opening day. And he's not some guy who's playing for his job. I mean, he's an all-star. Like he, you know, it's a, uh, it's just a different situation. I, I, I hope that, like, you know, best case scenario, he can just use it as a learning experience. Yeah, I, I mean, 
to a degree, like I'm really going to blame that one on the weather because uh, was it yesterday? Um, was the second rip, and he had the fucking game he needed to have. Like, not to fast forward through like the week too quickly, but like, fuck, man, like the boy still got it. That was on the weather. Like, oh, the yeah. weather. I don't think I don't. I'm not even gonna call it yips. Like he admitted he was nervous. It's a reasonable thing to be. And then, like, would you rather? How dramatic would have been if Bell passed on him and just said, like, he's an off-speed pitcher. Today's not his day. Like, that would have sent a weird fucking message, you know? Right. Are you at a drive-through? Oh, does it sound like I'm at a drive-through? It did for a second. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just curious. No, I'm fine, dude. If I was going through a drive-through, I would let you guys know, and I'd make you <laughs> order my food. <laughs> Um, Give him a bag with shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Get him a ba- banana mustard Red Bull milkshake with peanut butter. Jesus. But here's the thing, man. What's crazy about that is we only we lost six to eleven. You know I know. Because you've got you have Big Nick Energy hitting dangers. You had him hit a dinger, and you had Gino hit a dinger after he had two errors in the field. Yeah. And that was huge. I mean, that was, I think he was also nervous on opening day being like, hey, I'm readjusting to being a shortstop. Right. So, um, but the big thing to point out is not only did Nick Castellanos hit a dinger, he flipped his bat and then skipped to first base while running around. I love it, man. A a noteworthy item there. Uh, Have either of you watched like the Bauer thing? Like, Bauer did a great video for, like, anybody listening, like, and you like Trevor Bauer's videos and you miss him. He's still doing that shit, and, like, he did, like, a massive breakdown of it. Cassiano's opening day home run, he flipped the bat towards the dugout. He looked at the dugout. He did not look at the pitcher a single time. No. He nothing, was celebrating. Yeah, like, everything he did, like, everything he did was perfectly fucking fine. Yeah, everything he did was to psych up his team, and he's done that every single time. Yeah. That's what you want. You want someone that's going to be an emotional leader because that's honestly what this team has been missing. And, and it's the f- what Joey isn't. Exactly. Yeah. But he didn't you know? break any unwritten rules. Is like the crazy thing, you know? Right. Like for for the for the retaliation and stuff. Like it's so dramatic. Like yeah, exactly. I, it's freaking ridiculous. Now another highlight from that game, which is very important to think about is the bullpen came out and pitched seven and two-thirds innings, gave up one earned run, two hits, one walk, six Ks, and only one dinger. That is fucking exclamation point exciting. That And that is like, that was like Cam Bedrosian, that was Sean Doolittle, Sal Romano, like, you know. Seven and a third on opening day. You need seven innings from your bullpen on opening day. And they went out there and fucking delivered, man. A bunch of these new names, yeah. It's super fucking exciting, man. Like, when we keep going through this, I'll bring up a couple more. But when when I bring up some numbers, you're like, holy shit. Like, it's kind of crazy to think how well they've been and how little the big pieces have come out during this stretch. Um, yeah. Let's fucking get right into it. And then the next game we had on, on, uh, on Saturday... Malley went out and pitched pretty well. Yeah, he did. He, he had five innings pitched, four hits, three runs. Two of them were earned. Both of the runs, two of the runs were earned. Two walks, nine Ks. But here's High the K two, rate. here's the K, crazy part: two home runs, which has always been his bugaboo. Yeah, constantly. 
I mean, he'll leave a little fastball out. But overall, those nine Ks and just then five innings pitched at, at, for the first start of the season, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he didn't – we won the game, you know. I mean, like, he, the bats were there. He didn't go – all we need him to do is just not lose the game. And did you say it was two earned runs, two home runs? Yeah. So just solo shots? How many hits? Correct. Uh, four hits. So if if nothing else, he gave it up at the right times, right? Yeah. Like, took the risk when you needed to take it, and okay. That like happened. They won. Yeah. Okay. Solo shots don't do anything That's for me. being effective with his um, weakness, I guess. 100%. 100% agreed. And also in that game is Jonathan India's first career RBI, baby. Yes, sir. Johnny India. Jonathan Baseball, as you could see on Cincy shirts. Uh, he also flashed the glove, had a nice fucking snag. Um, and you have uh, Tucker and Aquino hitting dingers. And so let's get into it. I can't believe that Castellanos is getting suspended for two games. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Has the appeal... It was pretty bad. Has there been I mean, a decision? if you're listening to this... Go ahead, Tyler, my bad. No, 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 Billy told me what I need to know. He's appealing in for fucking... For everything you're about to say, like, yeah. Um, bullshit. State your case. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, no, no, you're good. Leroy, hop on in there. What do you what do you what are you thinking? Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it's like if you're listening to the pod, then you know the whole breakdown, and you and you're privy to the whole thing. But it really just shows like the full lack of attention. It 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 feels like a move that Roger Goodell would have done in like '04. Damn straight. You know, just just a move that is such a direct. It's a, it, it is a direct punishment for behavior that should be rewarded, you know, like, or not necessarily rewarded, but, but for a lack of a better term, or celebrated, you know, I mean, free Castellanos is fucking, tr- it, it's, it was number one trending on twi- baseball Twitter for a minute. And like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a game that desperately needs attention and excitement and you have a guy who, you know, he didn't punch anyone in the face or act like too big of a dumbass. He, he was excited in the moment, dude. Like, that's that's what this is. That's what people want to see. Yeah, dude. Any type of excitement, any type of buzz around the sport helps so much to bring in a younger audience. And yet you're neutering it. So how interesting is it? Especially after the year after losing Bauer, who is like at the forefront of this kind of conversation, you know, I mean, this is something that he talks about all the time. But like, I mean, that bio change to our Twitter, just leaning full into it, you know? Oh, yeah. And all the minor league affiliates leaning into it. I mean, that's the kind of shit that we talk about on this podcast all the time, just like juju and fucking attitude and you know vibe it changes the whole energy around the whole fucking team and the city and cincinnati is a it's a city that's kind of like it's really into that there's some dickheads in this town who want to be fucking bullish you know like let's be that let's let's fucking do that and you know what's gonna fuck that up 
it's going to fuck up the momentum. I'm going to fuck up the juju. Hmm. A two-game suspension. If it doesn't get overturned, he's appealing. The evidence is clearly there. Do you think MLB makes it right, or do they double down? I do. I mean, after seeing what Wilson Contreras did and went like went after, uh, I forget who was pitching, and just yelled at him and like had to be restrained and stuff. I mean, there's just, when you keep breaking it down and you keep looking at it, and with as much eyes that have been on it and as much uproar that has been against the call nationally, they have to flip this. They have to. Sh- MLB has to show that it is turning a corner, or else you're immediately going to shut it down. You're going to shut down all the momentum you've gained with Bauer with his YouTube stuff, like with with the fact that baseball Twitter exists and like it. But it, you know, and how how energized it is, and how energized the entire sport is right now. And if or- you're going to take the most exciting element out of it in this moment, that is not your mean Gar- uh, your mean Mercedes or Garrett Cole going out and hurling like he did, but someone that just gets eyeballs on the sport, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. And you're also taking I, away I, the I, confidence for him to try and straddle the line in the future. You know what I mean? Like, if he wins, like, the appeal, like, to Lee's point a moment ago, like, the funk will continue. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, the music's going to keep playing. It's still going to be fun. Oh, yeah. You actually or, enforce you know, this. Sorry, Lee. Yeah. So much of the so much of the story is the controversy. So I do agree there will be some momentum lost. But if they do uphold Cassiano's suspension, then you're just stoking the flames so much more. It's not like if they uphold the suspension, then Cassiano's guys like Cassiano's guys like Bauer, guys like fucking Harper and these jaw jappers and these you know Tim Anderson. They're not, it's going to make them want to do it more, you know, like it's going to make them double down and really push their fucking hand. And it's like, what, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, what, honestly, what, what are you going to do? What's your fucking move here? Right. I mean, and not even like those guys, I think, I think kind of the opposite that they're just going to chill out and be like, man, that this, this sucks. Like I can't. I can't be myself. I can't be the be a personality in this game. This is this is ridiculous. And, and no, but if you are that level of a talent, and and you you just do it anyway. These guys are fucking yeah. alpha men. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to continue to do it. So I agree. It should be overturned. But if it's not, then you get in the clubhouse with Castellanos, especially. You get the fucking us against the world. You get the fuck them mentality, you know, and that I'm just I'm just looking at the other side of the coin. I I agree with what you boys are saying. But like if they do suspend him for two more games, then it's like replace him with a Kino and a Kino. Go out there and hit a bomb and break your bat over your fucking leg. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Like, double down. Be some heel motherfuckers. I would be really interested to see, like, if Bell, like, has the cojones. Like, if that suspension gets out and, like, if Bell just comes out that next day and says, like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, be the fucking bad boy. Support your Man, fucking player. That and just, would like, be just huge. put out, like, an ass beater of a fucking statement on it. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, the Reds really take that fucking Cincinnati versus the world. Like, boy. Oh yeah, boy. Because that's some that's like some old school manager stuff right there. If you really think about it, going out and standing up at a presser for their guys like that. Yeah, yeah, supporting. 
And it, I feel I get the sense that Bell would have Cassie's back here. Like, I think he would privately. I think he is too much of a low energy guy with the press. He doesn't really give him much. In, but this would be fucking bullshit. Like it, this would be a, the biggest bullshit he's had to deal with. I, I totally think. agree with you, one hundred percent. And I think that's the fire that I would like to see come out, like what he did in nineteen when he first got the job and came out and like got the most ejections that year with like 175. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I want him to do that just so we can finally see that fiery personality in front of a microphone. But- Dude, imagine what that does to the team. <sighs> God. You know, imagine what, I mean, this team is so on fire in every sense of the word. They uphold that suspension and Bell comes out and just, very like a like the serial killer he is just very calmly and stoically just dogs them and says it's horseshit then you got every every dog in the fucking doghouse sitting there just slobbering thinking you know it this is us boys this is us against them this is us against everybody that that is a real valuable thing that can happen to a team yeah and that is that is just as important as everything else that we can talk about is having that raw raw Dog, dogs in the fight mentality. Don't yeah, have each other's back hard. Right, yeah. because think about last year too. Everyone on paper last year was like, "Oh man, the Reds are going to be so good. They're going to be so good. They're going to win a division, even in a sixty-game sprint. They're going to win the division." So, like, I think there was some certain expectation, and that kind of hindered them maybe mentally. Like, man, we're not winning right away. Maybe like, what are we doing? And like, they went and right. they, they've gotten that funk. But this year, no one's betting on it. Especially not on betonline.ag. But no one is betting <laughs> on them to really be like, well, the division's up for grabs, but I guess St. Louis maybe? Like, who right. knows? So that could also be a, a, a big factor in pushing everything. And going back to the point of not just David Bell going out and saying something, because you know every single person that can grab a microphone will say something, especially Amir Garrett. He's not in a position to be talking right now, though. Like he's got to back his own shit up before he gets loud. I think. Also true, but I mean, you could. I mean, I would love to see Joseph Daniel be as eccentric as he is and be unbelievably angry, but also eloquent with saying why MLB's wrong, giving us very articulate. Yeah, yeah. giving us that. Be the spiritual leader that I think he is or something. Right. Yeah. And and you know who I would love to see come up and say something to is Moose. Because everybody says Mike Moosnakis is the leader of the clubhouse, but you you get some sound bites from him, you get some good quotes, but you don't get like the power stuff that you hear from everybody else. Like, oh yeah, Moose is the leader. No, this is our guy. He uh I think he did a job with Yachty in the in the scuffle. Oh, in the scuff of everything, yeah, keeping a push back and all that stuff. Like he took him one on one and right. like made sure they're he fucking stayed in his place. Right, like, and Yachty, I was impressed with that. And Yadier Molina is the only guy who gets to be himself in Major League Baseball, an absolute turd. Has he ever punched anybody? That's one of my favorite thing about like fucking baseball fights is like it's so rare and like the guys who do actually throw a punch, it's less than once a season, right? Oh yeah. I don't think like for all the shit Yadi's been in the middle of, I don't think he's ever fucking thrown one. The only ones I can really think about are nineteen with Amir trying to just punch the entire pirates that was yeah pirates yachty though never right not yachty and then yeah. before that the only one i can think of like throwing a full-blown punch is like Ro- rugnet odor rugnet odor oh who uh who did he slug he's joey slug- bass yeah and, and he fucking 
clean his clock. It was beautiful. Uh, he, Dude, so Odor, I think he just got traded. Oh, and he got. I think I'm pretty. He got DFA. He, he got DFA. Okay, so, okay, so he got DFA. But I saw on Twitter the Texas Rangers like official Twitter handle tweeted out like a thank you for your service type thing with his headshot and then like a bunch of action shots around him and then they they used him punching Joey Bats in the face. Oh, that's I was the ju- shit. I was just about to bring it up. It was so beautiful. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he he oh. full blown stole his ass, dude. It was so amazing. It I was mean, a beautiful thing. It was so beautiful, but you don't get to see it and like the fact that even Yadier Molina got away with grabbing Nick and pulling while he him. was walking away. Right. After he did he didn't do anything terrible after a professional athlete sat on him while trying to go home. Yeah. And yet Yachty gets to just be a complete piece of shit with a music note tattooed on his net neck, touching <laughs> people and pushing back the ump. Yeah, that tattoo's gotta go. So I'm over that guy. I'm over that POS. I cannot wait for him to retire at the end of this season and then go into his music studio and release the worst Latin music of all time. I think we'll miss him <laughs> when he goes. I won't miss him at all. Really? Meh. I, I could use I could use one less person to hate and get me this angry in my life. They they get like a starter. He's a mainstay. Like he's going to be the start or the catcher of their future. And uh, he's just some boring guy with absolutely no flavor. I Perfect. feel like we'll miss Yachty. I would love that. Oh. I'm all into it. I'm totally, absolutely into it. So then we followed that game up with Nick Castellanos hitting a dinger and flipping uh, again. again, flipping the bat towards the dugout and go and screaming and throwing up his arms. Let's fucking go. What else do you need from a guy? What else do you need from him? To, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing else that you, you need from a leader on and off the field than just hitting dingers, psyching them up, making grabs, with the, and then having the cannon of an arm. Like, I just am, I am enamored with this guy, and the entire city has fallen in love with him, and I think the rest of Major League Baseball is about to take note because he's going to have a killer rest of the season. I agree, man. And then Castellanos, like, Another thing that he has in his corner about this whole situation is he handled himself like really, really well in the presser. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he, he he you could tell that he was heated and he dropped an f bomb or whatever, but it, it seemed genuine and he it, he came out smelling like a rose. I thought, yeah, because yeah. the presser he did, he was like one of the big quotes he had was, "I'm I'm not." I'm 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 not sure I'm a leader, but I'm sure as hell not a follower. Yeah, how great of a line is that? Right, but then he also I think he got a talking to after the game because he was short with Jim Day and was just like that was so fucking funny. He was like winning. Yep. Nope. Dangers and like that was it. It was yeah. You could tell he like he was on it though. Like it was a bad idea to put him out there. Like he was, it was like, he was seeing red still. Like he was hot. He was fucking hot. As you guys saw, like in like, cause he's silly, like with the Yachty quote and everything like that. Like he's a whimsical, funny guy. He he called Wainwright. He said, I got all the respect in the world for that guy. He's a hall of famer. Yeah. But like Tyler, that's so right. He was still like, his blood was still pumping pretty hard. Yeah. Like, Give him a minute, like next yeah. time, like for the TV interview or whatever. Like, let him go take a piss or whatever he's got to fucking do. Like something, 
Something was up there. Like, yeah. He's not that big of an asshole, and I don't think he meant to be that big of an asshole on TV. No, like, but also let him go and throw on his Bulls jersey and that sick leather coat with the mink underneath? Yeah. Come on. He's fucking hot. No, the guy's swaggy as fuck. You know, speaking of swaggy, uh, friend of the pod, Alex Stone, says I need to promote this and that this needs to catch on in Cincinnati. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Swaganatty. Swaganatty. Yeah. I don't love it, but I'll go with it. Who coined that? Alex Stone. Okay, Swaganatty. He's like, I'm trying to get... What about like Sensa Swaggy or something? That's a good one, too. I like Sensa Swaggy. What if you rename Sensi shirts to Swaganatty? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good move. Swaganatty, I I actually don't hate Swaganatty. Right? I don't either. I'm a big fan. Especially if it's coming from Alex Stone. Uh, Anything that dude does is good. Uh, Totally agreed. The guy, Truly. The, he, he, he DM'd me and he was like, hey, man, I'm trying to get this to catch on out, out here. Can you make sure that this catches on in Cincinnati? I was like, you absolutely bet your ass I'm going to make sure that catches on. So I'm going to name. I, don't, Damn. I was like, I'm going to name the pod this episode, the episode of this pod that we're going to get this thing rolling. We're going <laughs> to get you in the hashtag headlines, baby. Swaganatty, baby. I'm all about it. And uh, we are fuck. I mean, it is true. It is we are ate up with the swag. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have him going out with the the coat, the Bulls jersey, followed by Joseph Daniel, our dad, going out and saying like, "I want to be dangerous again. Mm-hmm. I want right. to I want to make people be afraid of me," and just trying to cut at the knees, and then Amir being mouthy as fuck. So India, not to be youngin', but. He's going to be an up-and-comer in the uh, hot boy department. Oh, God, yeah. He's he not in just the hot boy department. I think he's also, once he really solidifies and shows that he's here to stick around with the bat, I think he's going to be taking some pages out of Nick's book and just be a little bit more chirpy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, are we talking about Jonathan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so, too, man. I I don't know, dude. I I love a guy with some self-awareness who is out there and this sounds so corny, but like, I want, I like a guy who, when you watch him play, it seems like he's enjoying himself. Oh yeah. You know, like it seems like he, you know, he's such a baseball player that you can't picture him doing anything else. Imagine Jonathan, you know, Jonathan India walking up to home plate, looking the way he does with the pirates of the Caribbean theme as his (laughs) song is that I just am in love with that man. And, the, like, this is the right year for him to be a rookie. Like, he is going to oh, have the agree more. giant dick confidence. But if he came up, like, two years ago, it, it might it might change the entire trajectory of his entire fucking career. Like, this is the year he is performing. Like, this is magic we're watching with him. I oh, yeah the, yeah. the Red Sparrow is swashbuckling. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he's out here shivering timbers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, my timber's shivering looking at him. Man, that's true. Like, you know, the fact that he can come on and play a role on a good team where, you know, he just is this little surprise that has made us all the more better. Whereas, like you were saying, if he came up too soon and he was playing on a bad team and not having a good season, you know, that that can just kind of squash that flame. Yeah. But he does. He has reason to have just big swing and dick energy right now. Like his like to 
like, yeah, like that is so important. Like this is the environment that he's going to be used to. This is all he's going to know. Yeah. All this, this is just all he's going to know. Fucking testosterone. Like as a year two player or like whenever it is like that, he finds himself with a little bit of veteran moxie. Like it, I'm telling you, like he's going to be Ooh. like, he's, I'm getting the sense that like, he's going to be a real one. He's going to be here for a while. He's going to play a lot of like meaningful games and like, he's going to be such a good pro because of this first series. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just off to a red hot yeah, start. Dude. Yeah, he's He he looks like a fucking big leaguer, man. He really does. And he's just spraying it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... He's hitting like a smart hitter. Right. He's just trying to get it past and into a hole. He's not over... He's not overexerting. He's not, like, out here trying to mash. He's like, I am trying to get, a, get on. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get on or get over. And credit to that is the fact that that's the most RBIs a Reds rookie has had in their in like their first five games. I know, dude. It's crazy. He, him in particular, but as a team, the Reds are close to 500 on the year with runners in scoring position. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's just clutch shit. And what was so nice about the same game that we're talking about is Jeff Hoffman makes his first start in a Reds uniform, has five innings pitched, three hits, one run. One of them was earned, so the same thing. No walks, six Ks, zero dingers. Love it. To shut down the cards and win 12-1. to And this is also where Tyler Naquin emerges. He hits his first dinger. So, so like, there are so many good things already rolling, and we, you know, we are, we, you know, we're halfway through, and we just took two out of three from the Cardinals. How, how, I mean, how important was it that we talked about that they had to get off to a good start? So, so important. And it would feel, it would feel too much. It would be too reminiscent of last year. And that could just spiral you into a terrible headspace. And 19, and 18, and and 17, and 16, and 15. I'll stop there. I could just keep going for a minute. Um, But that is what you needed. Um, And then thank God the Pirates came back and came into town because, oh boy. I mean, and what was also nice is is keep catching the names I'm saying from here on out. Um, Jose De Leon, five innings pitch, three hits, two runs, two of them earned, two walks, nine Ks, two dingers. And the first two runs were in the first inning that he pitched, and he was nervous. Right. It was his first time starting since 2016. That's so crazy. Four and a half, five years. Yeah. And what a performance. I mean, what are those fucking circumstances? Like, that's the shit. Right. It took him and it was so dope with the the parent cam and stuff. Like the fam was there. It was awesome. I mean, what else could you ask for as a big leaguer? Is to have to be a top prospect, go through Tommy John, fall off, come back, have the world stop, get traded, and then have an opportunity to do this. You know, come out and get a fucking ribby. Help your own cause a little bit. That too. I mean, as much as we've bitched about the DH, and we will continue to. It's pretty cool to see you help your cause. Yeah. That's always fun to see. So, I mean, keep that one for the books. He needs to keep that jersey and frame it. Yeah. Has anybody, like, written a feature, like, on that? Like, I'm sure it's coming if, like, nobody did. Like, that that game deserves, like, a hell of a write-up. Oh, I agree. I, I don't think anyone has yet. I mean, hopefully C-Trent has one out soon. Yeah, it might. Yeah. That fucking... 
that might be one of the coolest things that happens all fucking year, honestly. Oh, for sure. And it's and that's that's the fourth game of the year, right there. Um, and, and it was man, and it was just a bludgeoning. Like it wasn't as much like as the rest of the games with the offense, but it's five to three. Moose had that nasty ass homer into right field with that level swing and just watched it. Completely crushed it. Just smoked it. You just knew when we we were there. When you saw it leave, like you were just like, there's no doubt in my mind. That thing was a laser. Yeah, he fucking crushed that. That was old school Moose looking. And that's reassuring. That is reassuring. As fuck. And what was scary is that was Amir's first chance to go in and throw for the year. Think about that. It took four games for our closer to come in, and, and Bell's like, we got to get him some work. Yeah. But he's been yeah. spotty. He's been- like, he, but, like, mm. no high leverage situations. Let him work it out. But, like, for um, the guy that we wanted to be, the guy that fans believe he is, like, you know how many fucking kids, like, he's their favorite player. Like, he is... He's a larger than life personality on this team. He's huge. How much patience Very are you important. giving him? With all that said, if if he sputters again with Sims looking the way that Sims has looked, which has been fucking tight, like and Doolittle. Doolittle's velocity's back. He's hitting ninety five, ninety six on the I, gun. Dude, what is that about? That is so crazy. Doolittle's like throwing cheddar. Dude, it's because he went with DJ, and DJ and him made some adjustments. It didn't look pretty during spring training, but guess what? He turned a corner, and they figured it out, and now he's back to 2019 form. Yeah, man. He's back. He is- from that, Looking good. that 15 to 19 stretch when he was a dominant closer for the Nationals. Right. And reliever. I mean, this is, and that was, that was our big, big free agent spending. Effectively replaced Archie Bradley? Uh, for how pissed off all of us were they let Archie go, would you say it was a fair, like that's canceled it out? To, in the small sample size that we have and where we're at, yes. I need to see him sus- keep it sustained. And I need to see him be healthy for the rest of the year. Yeah. And then I'll buy it. Um, get back to me about that at the end of this month. I will. So, um, which is unbelievably, unbelievably exciting. And Lucas Sims, his slider is just gross. It's got me. I didn't think that thing could get more spin on it, but clearly it has. I mean, are you guys tempted to fuck around? Or do you think like with Amir and like how strong you know what i mean just like how strong of a message that would be like that you would worry about like fuck it up the funk but like i i I think to that point i do think and amir got touched up a little bit and it is a reason for concern because it's happened in the past but i do think with how outspoken he has been about the closer role and just kind of his position as one of the team's mouthpieces i do think you give him a little bit of slack. And the more you throw him out there in that closer role, I think the more likely it is you'll see him tighten up and be the Amir that we need him to be. That's what I'm thinking too. He needs to have, he needs to be in a situation where he's in the, the hunter mentality where he is smelling blood. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Amir in that spot. And as so long as he doesn't go out and, you know, blow four saves in a fucking week and give up six home runs, then you have a conversation. But, like, I think Amir is our closer 
just until it is blatantly obvious that he can't be. And, I mean, at that point, at least you have options. But I'm not, I just, whether, you know, even if it's just erring on the side of optimism, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about Amir in that closer role. I will say this. You are giving him an awfully long leash with the re- with how well everybody else is pitching. That's true. So I'm giving him I'm giving him two situations. And if he blows those two, I'm moving on until he can earn it being in the seven and eight spot again. Would Fair enough. go on to say like high leverage. Like his two performances this year have been in very comfortable situations sure I let's mean, say they come back they play tomorrow right yeah one one game or no, uh, t- one two game sure um you have to throw him in that situation to get him over that fucking hump like you're saying like put him in a situation where like the blood's in the water if he doesn't succeed that's one that's one are you saying the next one is two or like if if they're winning 11 to fucking four and they throw him in to get over it and he gets fucked up again like I'm saying if he is in another high leverage situation, if yeah. he is, yeah. if he's going out there for his second save and he blows it, I'm, I'm s- sorry, Sims, you're on deck, or Sims, you're on deck, or Doolittle, depending on whose arm is fresher that day. The fucked up right. shit about baseball and like Bell won't say a fucking word is the thing. Right. They'll like he'll fucking call Sims or he'll call the bullpen and he'll like have Sims like warming up and like that'll be the message to Amir and like that's that hardcore fucking shit man like, yeah and that's the kind of stuff i remember when we talked with sam about this where he was like man that bullpen in 12 and 10 we were chirpy we were in each other's faces we were boys we were all ready to just get out and throw gas and that's gonna make a mirror better like i think he might need a little competition yeah he thrives in that in that spot for sure oh yeah. top tier competitor in that way i um and so I just need to see it um, because, I mean, yesterday, well, Wednesday, he gave up a grand slam when we were up 11 to nothing. So, like, maybe, you know, whatever, give him that. The guy is now hanging a 45 ERA. But, yeah, I think maybe you just got to let the blood be in the water and let the shark hunt, hunt the fish. Just don't want to see a raw sale. You know what I mean? I don't want to wait too long right. and i don't want that moniker of closer to stick on him like a tattoo you exactly know? and speaking of rizel did you guys see he's owen two in his relief appearances yeah he's having a real bad time out there in los angeles he's looking like the guy we let go he I really st- is i still want him to succeed i'm not mad that he's gone or anything like that but like i still just because he's like a dyed in the wool red like i get it i want him to be good so bad but he's just not i but here's also the other part of that here's the other side of that coin this is making the front office look brilliant yeah they are dude there's a lot of shit that's gone down in the first five games that's made our front office look like goddamn geniuses yeah and it's it's i mean iglesias playing the way that he's playing obviously we're about to talk about like naquin um, Hoffman, all of these kind of lottery tickets, Ambrosian, De Leon, so far, so good. Right. And also, in this same game we're talking about with Jose and Amir blowing it, uh, Castellanos hits another dinger. Another one. Another one. I mean, it's just insane. And then you follow that up 
with with the game after that, um, the game game five with Wade Miley looking like vintage Wade Miley, like Houston Wade Miley, six innings yeah. pitch, two hits, one walk, six Ks. Like he was moving fast, he was pitching quick, and he wasn't letting people get comfortable and just throwing ninety two. 91 on the inside and then giving them a slider on the outside just working it man i love that pace dude i used to love catching pitchers at that pace there was a couple times where a guy would just foul one straight back i mean dude, there were a couple instances where miley threw two pitches in like 10 seconds yeah it's crazy i love that pace man and you know who that reminds me of tyler john equato no mm. it reminds me of mark burley who the fuck is Mark Burley? You don't remember Mark Burley? He pitched for the Blue Jays, White Sox, had a perfect game for the White Sox. Fresh out of that. He, he, he is his last name. He's just kind of a burly, brutish little left-hander. Yeah, yeah, he's like a less, he's like a little bit of a skinnier Lance Lynn looking type of guy. Okay, I remember Lance Lynn as a Cardinals starter. Okay. Like mainstay. Yeah. You have to remember, like, I have not, like, hardcore watched baseball in, like, three years. I know. And I'm just happy you're here. Yeah. You know that? Because you, you've been paying attention a little bit. We went no, no, to the, the game Reds. Together. I mean, just everything we were saying, the Reds, like, life is different when the Reds are good. And, like, I, yeah, like, I'm in. They have my attention right now. But, right. Of yeah. course. Um, but he's just working at that pace and not tipping his pitches like he was toward, towards the end of his, his stay in Houston. He's healthy he looks thinner like he's just being what we signed to be the fourth pitcher and 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 i mean this is i mean you're you're not getting this every time but even if i'm getting five and a third four or five hits and two or three runs and three k's i'm happy enough because the offense is powerful enough to push through it yeah right so and that's what you want to see, and you also want to see Tyler Naquin hit two dingers. You really want to see that. Oh yeah, that's fun to watch. That was so much fun, and Jonathan India hit a triple that game. One of them went out of the goddamn stadium. <laughs> yeah. Naquin hit it four hundred sixty-five feet, dude. Did, did you hear about where the ball landed? Yeah, man. Somebody scooped it up. It's in a stroller. Yeah. yeah. It bounced off of the Budweiser deck. And into the street and just, like, bounced up by a stroller. So that's got to be first or second of all time. Because there's, like, Dunn was the only one who cleared it. Like, he cleared the stands at, like, a deeper part of the field. I think that, like, that Naquin home run has to be the second longest of all time. Ah, uh, I would say, yeah. Or for at least a red. Maybe, like, in a way opponents done it. But, like. Sure, I'll give you second. Because I can't, I can't get the, the Jose Lima, Dunn, Dinger, over right field, completely clearing the the sun deck. Yeah, doesn't that have doesn't that home run have like a kind of like a Babe Ruthian story where it like went to Kentucky? It like <laughs> I, it like floated or something or landed it like bounced and landed in a. It's some story behind that. I would love that so much. There's no way that's there's, true, there's but like Ruth, I would tell that no, story. Dude, there is a Ruthian story behind that man. Really. It like, it landed in a truck or something and, and went to Kentucky. Something like that. I've read a story about it before. Holy fuck, I love that. I believe it. And now yeah, we we'll get fact check that. Now we're looking at twenty twenty one where you've got Tyler Naquin signed like a minute before spring training, just hitting one almost into the Ohio River. It's just insane. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Freaking bonkers. 
just insane. Um, and that was the day that Amir said the most beautiful, beautiful words that have been uttered this year. White Castle. White Power Castle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Amir Garrett for sure did not say that. Uh, Amir Garrett, what he said, oh, boy, is, oh, come on. It's ingrained in my brain. I want everyone to think that the Cincinnati Reds are, like, the cockiest team ever. Ever We're some bat-flipping, showboating, son of guns. And I want everyone to know that. So fucking rad. Dude. It's fucking tight, man. Yeah. Hornier words have never been uttered. Me, never. Period. Not ever happened. And I'm, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. God damn. It's just, it's just unbelievably beautiful. And then you, and, and that, that was only a 14 to 1 win. You know, no big deal. Two fucking touchdowns. Two tuds. Followed by Luis coming back and throwing seven innings, four hits, one walk, five Ks. And do you know what the difference was between the first appearance and the second appearance? Six fucking runs. Six runs. <laughs> Six runs. That's the obvious one. Pitch selection is the is the other part of this equation. Uh, Luis in the first game threw eighteen changeups and twenty two sliders in his first appearance. Right. Second appearance, thirty one changeups, zero sliders. <laughs> and he was a fucking man eater. There you play. go, man. If your slider ain't sliding, go with your bread and butter. That's right. He could, you know, it was nice. He's probably just out there, like, man, I can feel my fingers and toes. This is great. Yeah, this is a novel idea, and that's got to be like so fucking important for his confidence too. Oh yeah, to just be like, hey, I'm the ace, and then to remind everybody, I'm the ace. Yeah, and just put up a. I mean, and, the strikeouts aren't there, but that doesn't matter when you go seven. Yeah, when you go seven that early, like, it is surprising. Like, or, or am I a little bit old school or like, is this outdated? Like early in the season, you really don't want guys going that long. Like, but the pitch count was there. So it didn't matter. He threw yeah. like in the, he threw like 90, 18, 88, 89, 90 pitches. So it didn't matter. Cause it was just so easy for him to go from him to Sims to Garrett. Like that's what you're looking for in mid season form though. Like how fucking badass is that to have that right now like and they're just looking like they're ready for september you know what i mean ready to really do to really just put the foot on the throat and i don't know if this is truly a sign of like of of another club seeing the like in your division see this and go oh boy we're screwed but i don't think so but i mean the fact that orlando arcia got traded from the brewers is kind of bonkers, right? After three games, a little bit to go, to go. He was traded to a team, you know, where he has no playing time. He's a backup. He's a utility piece. Right. It's just insane. And speaking of insane, here are some Tyler Naquin numbers that just dude, hit me with these, dude. Okay, here we go. His barrel percentage thirty point eight. He's in the top one percent of the league. He probably is the league at this point. His average exit velocity is 100.5. His max exit velocity was 113.5. And his hard hit percentage, 92.3. 92.3. his in his first five games leading off, he tied the Reds' record with seven RBIs. And, and that dates back to 1901. Fuck. God damn the Naquin paradox, man! What are you? 
What do you do? I hold on. I got a little, little question for you. You might know the answer to it. Who's he tied with? Who's he tied with? And the stat is what? Seven RBIs leading off. Bruce? No. Who's oh he no! Tied fuck with? no! Yeah, of course not. Joey? No. Did um, leading off Shinsu? Be... No. Drew Stubbs? No. It's not Billy Hamilton. No. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you this. Guy's got a hell of a smile. Joe Morgan. No. Brandon Phillips? Yeah! We have a winner! Brandon Phillips? You nailed it. Your pri- there you go. Your prize, is you, your prize is you keep driving. Yeah! <laughs> cool. I won. <laughs> Brandon um, Phillips Brandon is Phillips. a leadoff hitter. That must have been a fucking minute ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was early. In I'm having a hard day. time like remembering that. Me too. So that must have been... Like first year or some shit. Twenty ten? Like, no. No, because that was Chu. No. Chu was twenty thirteen. That's right. Phillips was like all like he was like a cleanup and like farther back. Well, they, like from what I can remember. He's he got traded for in the O came from Cleveland. Seven season? And like we were kids. Like, right. We quite possibly missed it. Fuck, that's sweet, though. That's fucking rad. It's really cool. That's a really cool fun fact right there. Sorry to go in the weeds. But think about that. Like, what do you do knowing that this guy is not just seeing the ball well, but just utterly crushing it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things about sports and baseball where, I mean, the only reason Naquin was in the fucking lineup to begin with is because Jesse Winker got, like, a tummy ache. And had to miss a couple games. And then, uh, you know, Naquin just goes out there and it's to the point right now where you can't you can't take him out of the lineup. And we were laughing about it. It's just one of those like, you know, you're you stay in as long as you're hot and you keep him in left field. And then he goes out there and comes back down to earth and goes over four and grounds into a double play. And then you say, all right. Welcome back to Earth, and then you stick Winker back out there, I guess. But, I mean, it really is a conundrum. That 92% hardball, uh, like, barrel percentage is fucking insane. Yeah, the hard the hard hit percentage is absolutely bonkers. I got a question for you. Hit me. So, like, remember the Scooter Jeanette year? The year and a half stretch where he was hitting 346? Some shit like Big that. Big Scooter vibes. So, if... Tyler goes on to do this. You mm-hmm. like I I I'm a, I'm in full agreement with Lee here like you like you stay in while you're hot but like at what point like does Winker and maybe Show go and like all the investment you made like sit on the bench a little too like it, who like when do you think Naquin can hold this down long enough for Shogo to get back and really cause a log jam here? I mean you're talking middle of April with the log jam uh, I don't. If it if it does last that long, I'm psyched. Yeah. If it does, that's a good problem to have. It's the best problem to have. Having too many outfielders has been the Reds' problem. I know. Yeah. Um. So if I'm if I'm in the middle of May and I have to go, oh, Shogo Winker or the guy who is hitting who the cover off the balls, beating still? the shit out of it for no reason. Like, None. <laughs> right. 
could it also be the fact that he's at Great American Ballpark in April and it's 72, 73 degrees? That's true. The whole squad's eating right now. Whole like, squad's having having a bagged lunch. It might not be him, yeah. So, is it, I mean, we'll see with this road trip. If he continues to hit like this, say, in Chase Field, which is not a band box like Great American, it's a great pitcher's park, and same with San Francisco, and he just keeps barreling them up, and not just not hitting dingers, but hitting doubles and going two for four, three for four, or whatever, and getting ribs, and getting on, because he's leading off, you keep him in. Yeah. Yeah, you can't take him out until he's not doing Naquin shit. Right, until he's until he's not Naquin ribs. Yeah, Naquin me horny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I prematurely, I just want to, like, buy in. Like, I'm so excited about him. You, yeah, I, I do too. And to know that he is one of those guys that, then Scooter is the perfect example of that. Just some dude that we just signed really quick and just proved it. Um, there's another. He never replicated it either. Like that well, was well, fucking magic. Well, the problem was his leg fell off. Remember, it was spring training. He went and he leaned, and then his hamstring disconnected from his bone, and he came yeah, back just, too soon. That's coming back. To me. Yeah. So here, here's some numbers for you. That is crazy. Uh, the two seasons, Naquin has gotten less than 250 plate appearances. His slash lines have been 372 average, 514 on base percentage, 886 OPS. That's in 365 appearances in 16. Uh, correct? No, that's that's wrong. It should be more. Yeah, greater than. Okay. And in in uh in 19 in 294 plate appearances, he was two 325, 467, 792. Versus a career of 326, 451, 777 on 1,041 plate appearances. Can you send that to me in an email or something? Yeah. Uh, this is this is from uh, Ohio Jim Walker, at JN underscore Walker Jr. Um, and he also finishes up by saying, perhaps not a typical bench guy, but signs are he can produce over a season if given the opportunity. Yeah. That was a ton of numbers. I don't understand many of them. They were high numbers. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Those are good numbers. Yeah. All those numbers are high. That's basically what you need to hear. Those yeah. numbers are high. Stonks is up. Stonks are cruising. So, I, I mean, dude, you ride it for sure. But if you, this was a put up or shut up year for Jesse Winker. Mm-hmm. We've talked about his bat. We've talked about what he can do. Um, and he has an elite bat, and especially with his on-base percentage, the problem that you have is the guy's been glass. And yeah. this proves it again. And there's and he, a place for that. You know what I mean? Like, do you prioritize him? Or are you open-minded? Like, I'm open-minded at this at, You have to be at this point. Like, Sure. And that's a thing where I'm looking at May or June, and I'm, and, and I'm still having Naquin do this. Then I'm thinking, okay, what do I do with Winker? He's a highly touted prospect. I have a, just a, a cannon sitting on the bench. I wonder if I could trade him for a major piece we're missing. An arm. Shortstop. Uh, yeah. Just to get Gino that relief. Like, cause that log jam there. I don't want to see India suffer. I don't. Moose, Joey, someone's going to need some workload relief just due to age and size, right? Like, mm-hmm. go ahead and start that a little early. Get yeah. You, get you somebody to get Gino back at third. And think about this, too. 
Um, I mean, Larkin said it, and we've seen it before in the field, is putting Winker at first as well. That's another way to get him at bats. Lee, I, I know Billy's take like on this because we kind of touched on it like yesterday. Like, how long? Like, what do you want to see happen here with Joey this year? If it has to be decisive, you know what I mean. Because like the I time's mean, fucking coming, if the team's competitive, I'm really having a hard time like saying what I want to say here. Like, I know, dude, it's a cruel reality that we have to start looking into the face of. Um, I, I'm Joey ride or die. If we are winning and Joey's in the lineup and his numbers aren't what Joey Votto numbers are. And there's a way to improve your team that's already playing well. I mean, I'm, I don't even know, man. I am so biased. It feels biased. like a sin. Yeah. It is, I am so biased and such a homer that I'm like, Dude, if we're an 89-90 win team with Joey at first base and he's batting 235, I don't know, man. I, I can't even utter the words, dude. I can't even, even utter the words. Even if it's less than that, like he's still kind of productive, but he's right. just taking fucking innings away from like the young man who really needs them. I know, man. Like, I know, dude. It's like... Is there anything wrong with I'm, telling Joey, like, hey, man, you're going to play about 100 games this year? Like, is that fair? Is that premature? No, no, like, is that... no. I mean, it's not unfair. It's, it's, I don't And Joey has expressed before in his, in, in his past, just talking about the inevitable decline of a professional athlete. Like, and he doesn't want to be a burden. He doesn't want to be a burden, man. And it's just, God, as a fan, it is just such a hard uh, conversation to have. Like, era so is sad. over. Like, no continuity now, at all from, like... Ugh. Here is where I'm going to disagree with both of you. Okay. My issue that I'm having with Votto right now is that they are standing exactly where he smokes it. Because his exit velocity, his average exit velocity is 91.4. And he's hit it 113.6... His exit velocity has been that max. How so new is that shift on him? He's it's it happened to him last year. Okay, because like it was egregious on opening day, and like I would, I didn't think I'd seen that before. No, it's it's gotten ugly, and it's not and it's not his fault. But he's just smoking it, and they have so much data on him that he, they can just stand there and be like, I think this is it. That he, I think that right now it's not looking pretty, just from the lineouts and all that stuff. But the fact that he is hitting it this hard still says that he's on the right pace to making an adjustment that we're used to Joey Votto making. I want nothing more. Yeah, I do. I'll take that all day, Bill. I love that analysis. Because, I mean, it isn't like he's up there, you know, uh, getting called out on, on third strike, you know? I mean, he is he is barreling it up. He's not dribbling. And he's his eye is, is better than it was at the beginning of last year. And his stance... Has changed like he's what he's a couple years removed from his like signature stance. Yeah, and he's more back. He's more patient. He's not hunched over. He's not choked up. He's, he's still a student, but I, like I think the question is fair. Like, at what point does he become the past? You know, like oh, of course. But give me, give me again. Give me until May. Give you May. Okay. 
like at best like what like um i mean it's not like we're getting five more years right no oh no 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 you're not getting that I mean, you're getting... I just hate to start the conversation, but like... Oh, you have... You're the not, story is there. You're you know? not starting the conversation. It's something that we've been mauling over. It's the elephant. It's the big red elephant in the room who I'm in love with and yeah. can't, can't talk about. It really is. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't work for fucking ESPN. I'm allowed to have opinions that aren't correct that are skewed by love and adoration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy's 37 turning 38 this year, which isn't crazy old in first baseman number, in first no. baseman age, and and the productivity that he can still put up. I'm backing by backing backing up my thing by saying the guy is going to turn a corner, and it's going to be soon, and it's not going to take 82 games like it normally does. For him to figure it out. Yeah. It's going to take him 20 games, and then you're going to start seeing an uptick. At, Preach at, to me, Daddy. At, yeah. at worst. I still have faith. Just, I want just that. By, based on these numbers alone. Yeah. I want that so bad. It's just like, you just can't help but wonder. Like, right. Of course. Yeah, like it, it's, yeah whatever. Whatever. I, the point, I'm belaboring at this point. No, you're not belaboring it. No, you're, you're, you're asking the right question. And the thing is, is I don't have a good, solid, 100% answer for you. I have those numbers and saying, wait. Yeah, and David Bell's the one who's going to make the decision. And David Bell's a baseball guy. Exactly. I think think we know he's going to give him a fair shake. But the rest of the team, (laughs) this is so gross, as the rest of the team has a 400 on-base percentage, 602... That's crazy. Listen to this. 602 slugging and 1.002 OPS. Yeah, man. With a team OPS of OPS plus of 165. That's fucking insane. I mean, of course, this isn't sustainable, but how? When have we ever seen this Reds offense be this prolific? I'll At tell you. At any ya, point of any season. And I'll tell you, in the first five games, they've scored forty-six runs. Second place, forty-four runs. Can you guess the year of that Reds team? Nineteen ninety. No. Am I on the right track? Um, no. Come on. 20, 2011? Nope. Twenty ten. Nope, you are you, think about think about your dad. Oh, uh 75? One more year. 76? Yeah, 76. They have 44 runs and in 6 games this team has scored 57 runs. So tr- like dripping over the big red machine. Just hanging <laughs> hog, dude. God, and damn. and I don't know the exact number, but if this was bet online, I would bet all my money that the entire season last year we scored less than 180 runs. Um in this time frame, we have scored more runs than in like the first 23 games. I thought I saw That's like it so was crazy. It accounted for like 23% of That's all right. of last year's runs or some shit like that. 23% of all of last year's runs. You are correct. That is so that is fucking wild. Fucking bonkers. Yeah. That is wild. Like, you, you, this, is, this is something we're never going to be able to see again in our lifetimes. I promise dude, you. Dude, just the goddamn celebration of who is it? It is 
the pieces that we signed. It's Casty, man. It's fucking Moose. It is coming from within. It's a first-round draft pick. It's Jonathan India. It is the front office taking a chance and using their fucking brain, and it's Naquin. And it's just like it feels good because it doesn't feel f- – I mean, obviously, these numbers – are goddish just because it's such a small sample size, uh, but it doesn't feel flukish. You know, it doesn't feel flukish. Scooter Jeanette felt a little bit flukish. Yeah, right. But this this feels this feels sustainable at least for a couple. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like right. you've already seen the engine on at full blast with your foot on the fucking floor. Like, right. This is the highest gear. Like uh, it's to follow your point, Lee. I think that you're right by saying this is sustainable, as in I'm saying they can score five or six runs a game. Yeah. I really think that, dude. Yeah. I think that our – oh, my God. I think that five, five and a half, six runs a game average is not an insane thought. No, not one bit. And, and that's kind of what you wanted this offense to be in 2020. And they got they couldn't do it. They were pressured in. They were fucking compacted like coals in the diamonds and be like sixty games, let's go. And they just couldn't kick it in. We lost and won a shit ton of low scoring one run games last year. Yeah. And and it's just because, you know, our offense was whatever the opposite of what we're doing right now is. Exactly. And you get depth coming back. You get Winker I mean, just, coming uh, back. I mean, it's the, just and Punisher it feels. Go ahead. And Punisher's hit three dingers coming off the bench. I know, man. With, that is so fucking crazy. With him and Tyler Stevenson going back to back. It's just beyond exciting. And you know what it feels like? I think what is feeding into our excitement right now is that, at least for me, it feels like fucking vindication. It feels it's it, it it's good to know that we weren't insane and stupid last year thinking we had what we had offensively. 100% agree. It is such a dashboard conf- I- vindication. I was going to I was going <laughs> to I, I am was- so if you, I feel I'm like, fucking good. Dude. I was on the edge of my seat ready to pounce on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. I swear I'm right. <laughs> I'm fucking, fucking Spider-Man dude. music video. Fuck. Yes, this is but it, I really do. I feel like Dash professional right now because it's like, yeah, man, Castellanos, Moose, these guys who they, they are who we thought they were, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. Big Stick Nick is being big dick, big dick energy. It slipped. It finally happened. Big Nick energy and like, God, it's just so thrilling. I think I think uh, the the energy. I knew I knew this team was serious when my mom, who is a diehard periphery fan, you know, mm-hmm. like she watches ninety games a year and doesn't really know what's happening, you know, <laughs> right. I'm in she, that she, I knew I knew shit was getting serious when my mom goes, you know, I think I think Nick Castellanos might be my husband now and not Joey. Boy. So, so I was like, oh, my God, dude, if the 60 year old women are starting to pay attention to Nick Castellanos and, you know, get less it, like that's when, you know, it's real. 
I for <coughs> sorry. No, um, weed pen. No, um, COVID. Do you guys worry about keeping him? Uh, his opt out isn't until twenty twenty three, I believe. Nothing to worry about then. That's amazing. No, let me double check that. Let me double check that stat for. Let me double I check. Think his he company. might have an option this year. I thought he like opted in last year because there wasn't going to be like enough value like right. on the market. Like he kind of had to stay here. Like he's stuck with the. I Reds. think we got him. We got him for a really good deal. I think it's like four years, sixty four or something. You nailed it. And, and I think it's because there were a bunch of options in there where it was like, "Hey, here's this. It might very well prove to to be that you're very underpaid." And if we saw, you know, it was a play. I feel like it was a pretty good contract for Castellanos. Do you worry though? Like, um, and I'm asking purely out of ignorance. Like, like this is giving this reeks of Bauer kind of thing. Fuck. Like, he might have such a fucking year that the Reds just can't fucking afford him. I hate to keep being like pessimistic and like that overtone, but like, do you guys have those thoughts or no? Here, like, here, I'm looking at it right now. Um, he has player opt-outs after the 2020 and after the 2021 season. Now, what you also need to think about is that next year he gets $16 million. But and, he is guaranteed to be a red? No. No. He, he can okay. opt out. But next year he gets $16 million, The year after he gets 16 And then in 2024 he gets $20 million. So what I'm saying is – Think that money's there? Marcelo Zuna – who had a much, much better year in 2020 than, than Castellanos did and had an even, like, had a, you know, a good year in 19 playing in, 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 in St. Louis, got the same deal. Hmm. I think, yeah. and if he's loving playing here. That's like a comfortable thing that could happen. Yeah, because yeah. he came out and he said, I've wasted so many years of my career losing. I want to just win. And if the Reds win this year, and not just because of him, like because of everything around yeah, him, man. he'll stay. I love it. No doubt in my mind. Something else to think about. Yeah. When we're talking about Chogo coming back, we're talking about Winker coming back uh, tomorrow, today, depending on when you listen to this. And Naquin, where he is, the odd man out is the Punisher. He's out of options. Which means you have to put him on waivers. I like him so much. <laughs> we are looking at the fact that the Reds might have to trade the Punisher in early early May if he keeps hitting like this. Because well, he can't play I mean, anywhere else. He can, you can't put him yeah. at first. He plays left or right field. That is it. I know. And, I mean... Keep hitting fucking fingers because if you're still on our team, we we love want you. you to bit, hit a bunch of home runs. Right, of course, lots of dingers, and we just want him to succeed. I'm totally 100 percent with you. I want him to do that, but if you if you have everybody else in front of him and there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can do. Right. Still with Trade me? Trade him while he's hot. Yeah, I'm still here. You were just, you hear me? Yeah, you were just breaking up for a hot sack. Yeah, no, I, I kind of heard it a little bit too, but I'm getting way, I'm way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. I think I'm coming up on Texas. Oh, boy. That's exciting. It's dark, it's dark out here, man. 
Yeah, I mean, once you get down there and you're in the dirt near near in Texarkana, there are no street lights whatsoever. It is just flat plains. It is just flat dirt. Yeah, man, I'm fucking out here. It's no, but I've just, this has been not that we're wrapping up per se, but like I've just loved this conversation so much. <laughs> I think obviously it would be a whole different vibe if the Reds were one in five. And, and, you know, weren't hitting 500 as a team with runners in scoring position. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, no, man, talking about the Reds when we're fucking good is so exciting. Now, there's one ex-Red we need to talk about. Okay. Did you guys see what happened to Trevor Bauer? No. no. After the game yesterday, or during the game yesterday, after his first pit, after the first inning... MLB confiscated the balls, and they are investigating the substance that is on the baseballs. No shit. Yeah. He might be going down, dude. Is this a known thing? What do you mean a known thing? Like, is this the first time, like, they've taken a look? This is the first time they've done this in the league, that they've, like, looked at pitchers' balls like this, not, like, during a game where they're like, that's clearly pine tar. We can see it on your palm, Michael Pineda. So like he might be the victim of a larger issue Correct. that everyone's doing, or like, do you think there's some real bullshit, like exceeding bullshit? I mean, it, it's 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 the fact that Garrett Cole is linked with this Angels assistant pitching coach who's been in the game for thirty plus years, who is making this this substance for pitchers to put on a baseball that couldn't be seen by the human eye. That's if at that point do it, but it, no fucking. It's if, not like the Dodgers are going to get a receipt on the fucking contract. Like no, but 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 you know what? If hitters can't use steroids, pitchers can't use deer glue. You know, fact. If it can't be seen by the human eye, like I don't, for, for whatever reason, I'm more impressed with that than like pitching or something. Maybe but like, and that's saying a lot. Like that is sure. fucking wild. They're willing to put that and melt their fucking skin and get whatever the fuck happens. Like. Like, there's got to be a cost to that somewhere, like, on their body, right? What do you mean? If you rub some shit like that, that can't be seen with the human eye and, like, whatever the ingredients are, like, that's got to be, like, fucking acid, like, effects on your skin. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like God's going to get you back somehow for that one. For sure. I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. But you the know, integrity like, of the game comes first. I get it. But, like, uh, that is some wild shit. Right. Like, the consequence to doing steroids is that your nut sack shrinks up. Exactly. Your jennies become little itty raisins. And look at what happened and to Sammy also, Sosa. It's also another thing with Bauer... It's not like he's some rogue agent, and, and pitchers have been going out there and putting some sort of salve on their fingers since the 1900s. But I think part of the reason why you see Bauer, uh, you know, investigating his ball, yada, yada, is it's Doth who protests the loudest. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it is... It just wouldn't be the first example of somebody screaming from the mountaintop really, really loud about a subject, and then they turn around and it's like, oh, but what about you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you think, like, like it's Rafael Palmero pointing his finger at Congress and ended up getting busted? It really is. Yeah. It really is, man. If you bark, you're going to get bit, and you just better be ready for that shit. You know, people are headhunting for the guy. Now... You're absolutely right. Now, here's the here's the big question. Do you think he posted those daily vlogs 
of him like, here's my regimen. I'm taking my blood in the morning. Look at my pitching routine. Look at how much I'm working out. Look at everything I'm doing with these bands and my, my jiggle jaggle stick. Like, do you, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. The jiggle jaggle stick. Yeah. That's exactly what it's called. That right. is for sure what it's called. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the the medical term. <laughs> so, do you think he was doing all that just to be like you? You know, you don't just don't look at this this weird stuff I have in a ice mountain eight ounce water bottle I've got in my bag. I feel like internally right. someone would have called him out for that because like the players are competing within the squad. He was taking starts from somebody in their mind. If somebody else saw that, I don't think they'd be quiet. I think completely the opposite because if it's happening across the league and it's a problem these guys, it's a brotherhood so they're not going to call anyone out they'll be like hey man we'll give you some of this just shut the fuck up and they're like okay to lee's point though like the bark like if you bark you're gonna get bit like bauer is so loud such a fucking asshole like like oh, in that constant. way like, he's got to be the right. most annoying fucking guy in the world to work with like as a peer like yeah and then you also, There's no way there wouldn't be like a major confrontation if his teammates knew. But like, I can't. I can't help but think that. I guess for sure. But also fly across the country. There are texts linked to Garrett Cole with this stuff. Yeah. With the guy like, hey man, can't wait to come through Anaheim and get some of that stuff from you that they've got confiscated from this this pitching coach's phone. Yeah, everybody knows they're doing it. They've already got their contracts. There's right. no receipts for them. They'll take a fucking right. suspension. If it's super egregious, they won't go to the Hall of Fame, but they still ended up with their $230 million right. dollars. But like, think about this. They're not going after Cole. It's like when you when you get busted with drugs or whatever, and they're like, hey, man, can you sell me out? Who's got this? And they're like, yeah. They give the guy up, and then the DEA just keeps going to the top guy, and the number one guy on their cork board is Bauer. Yeah. It's Bauer, dude, with a big circle around him, man. Yeah, with Manfred just leaning back in his desk, feet up on his big oak desk, just hurling darts at it. Right. We've talked about it before, obviously, during so many episodes where there was no baseball happening. But, like, especially now that he's wearing a blue jersey, like, Bauer is incredibly unlikable. You know? <laughs> like, he... I, he really is. A lot of his takes are good, but it's their 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 takes. They could just be spoken better. He just sounds like a fucking brat. A lot. He's of the a time. fucking jock. Like he's he reminds me of like the jocks that intimidated me and Dude, made me feel like a worse. lesser human no, being. Even even worse than that, man. You know what he is? He's a fucking nerd jock. <laughs> yeah. Who ne- who never was like full cool jock position right oh he's danny with talent (laughs) (laughs) god damn he dude he that's what he is you know he resents everybody and like i don't know man he just seems he's hard to like yeah he's a hard guy to cheer for unless he's wearing your fucking jersey yeah yeah 100 percent. he's he's something to marvel at though like on the field Agree. Fucking crazy, but yeah, like everything about him, like trying to get into him, and like considering your next jersey purchase, not a lot, not a lot of uh, stock in that Trevor file. Like no, and knowing that he's on a two-year big deal, and then the third year he can just opt out. Why would you make that investment if you're a fan? But sure, sure. overall, I mean, do you want to see him go down, or do you want to be like, man, I hope he's innocent? I would rather there not be another cheating scandal in baseball i'll piggyback that yeah 
I agree because I would I would rather just I mean fuck dude it's the only time we're going to talk about baseball on the national level is when there's cheaters like I don't know man it's just there's such a negative vibe around the game even if it gets eyeballs on it, I, I, th- I don't. It's like a point of diminishing returns, you know. So yes. this is, in my opinion, a full-fledged owner-led attack on the players, so they can get leverage when the CBA is up. Dude, Boy, that's Billy, something. if you're co- if dude, if you're coming at me with a goddamn baseball conspiracy, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this I, is man. It stinks. It's it so. It's just. It just. It's. It's so fucking fishy. It's so arbitrary. There's just a world of things that need to be addressed by the league, and they're gonna go after their most. Some of their most marketable big name people and and taint their name. It's so crazy. It's like the. It, it probably came out of fucking Houston, dude. <laughs> Boy, dude, I. Love that. Houston was just like Garrett Cole cheats. Yeah. Well, Garrett Cole cheats, whatever. Well, I love the meme, the the meme that came out. It was just like uh, uh, Nat Castellanos gets two games suspended for yelling at somebody, yet the Astros plan a, plan a cheating system and right. get zero games suspended. I know, man. That is the comparison of those two. That is really something. The Ugh. the wild thing is like there's no um, there's no like innocent um, person who participates right no like we all break the laws in some way like some of us don't wear a seatbelt some of us don't use a turn signal correct whatever correct. it is right. like, currently speeding yeah <laughs> 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 so like to to your point of like what you're saying like do you want to see him go down like whatever whatever it's just it's wild like even if he goes down he'll be back there's no full-time cancellation in baseball for things like this no so like Fact. he's gonna uh, yes. be fine like right I, i'd love to see what's... i'm buying into your conspiracy because that's more fun like for sure like right the owners are fucking attacking him that's fucking awesome but like if he goes down he's not really gonna go down no he's still gonna make his money blah 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 well like, no but i mean it could go ahead i was just gonna say like if it if this were to go down if bauer's name is in the same headline as the word cheating or PED or something it's like the Tiger Woods effect where it might you're right there is no cancellation of athletes but especially with how cerebral that guy is it might really fuck with his mental just oh, to now he becomes a crazy you, person you know you like <laughs> I, I or or just I don't know man like to be that white knight yelling at the cheaters and and wearing the cleats and doing the whole thing like to have people in the fan like the fans would love nothing more than calling out hypocrisy yeah human beings love calling out hypocrisy because it makes them feel better because like tyler said we all lie and we all break the rules and then we get to project on other people yeah i don't know i just i don't want that story man i feel like that's just a negative story I'm a fucking hippie and, and it should be love. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't I don't want to follow another goddamn cheating story, you know? But 
the story I am into where there is, it's not hypocrisy, but it is the fans revolting, is what happened in Anaheim with the Houston Astros coming to town. I mean, some guy going up to the top of the stands and bringing down a garbage can in the ballpark and banging on it while they're in the field, and then someone throwing an inflatable garbage can into the field of play just to tell these guys, hey, we remember, we're not going to forget, and you're finally going to get tortured. At this point, I I believe that the Houston Astros created COVID so they could just bum out of 2020. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's so true. You're the Alex Jones of baseball. (laughs) I love it, man. I fucking... Well, dude, how about uh, the the series after that? They go out to Oakland and Oakland, uh, and during the announcements for the Astros starting lineup, the first game they played before he cheats by Carrie Underwood. Oh my God! And then the second uh, the second game during the starting lineups, I can't remember the artist, but they played that song. I saw the sign. and it's like everyone is just collectively like fuck you fuck you man and i don't know if bauer has like the mental fortitude to just be like full heel and just come out and be like ah fuck you know like i don't know oh for sure but and you've got to think, I mean, what, the NL, the NL Central is playing the AL Central, so there will be a Dodger, Dodgers-Houston series on the docket. And he just stays yeah. in Houston. <laughs> oh, boy, guys, I got to look and see when that series is, because that's going to be must-watch baseball. And yeah, that's... he's going to go up to Dave Roberts and be like, let me pitch, let me pitch yeah, one of these. he starts all three games. <laughs> <laughs> They start him all three games. But if he gets busted here, it yeah. sounds like it's pretty damning. I mean, the, the vibe I'm getting. Right. Like- oh, guys. Oh, boy. Golly gee willikers. May 25th, May 26th at Houston. And then after that, you've got August 3rd, 4th. God, I hope that he's in. At Dodger Stadium. So, if you're telling me those there's there's four games right there, whew, he's got to start one of them. Mm-hmm. He's third in the in the rotation. Dude, I want him at Houston though. <laughs> oh, back so he can relive the relive. Uh, what was that? Twenty? That was twenty seventeen. Seventeen feels right. Yeah, when he got cheated. Well, just to hear the Houston fr- fans who are like really conflicted and have to be like fuck you for saying that we are what we are (laughs) you know like like, that would be funny that is such a conflict fuck it's beautiful so here's what we got on the docket coming up this week we've got three at arizona we got three at san francisco here is my take on all of this we can love what's happening it's amazing going five and one at home against two division opponents is great but the thing that has always killed the reds early in the season is that april west coast road trip if this team goes out and wins three out of six or four out of six i have a gut i just have a feeling that this is going to be a different year than what we've been used to 
especially because of twenty uh, with twenty twenty in the sixty games, whatever, still making the playoffs, being condensed baseball. But especially with the hype that came around nineteen, that they just said the rebuilds over and did some bonkers stuff. If they can turn around and do that, I am one thousand percent buying in that they will win the division. Yeah. I know that's early, and I know that's really hot and spicy to say. But let's get hot and spicy, man. Yeah. The Reds podcast. But I honestly can see that barring ca- like any catastrophe, saying like Luis Castillo loses his his index fingers in a air fryer accident. <laughs> right. You know, like any barring anything crazy, if this team stays healthy enough. Okay, here's a question. Okay. The Reds continue this trend and it's utter insanity and the vibe is right and we get a couple more sound clips from castellanos or amir or Votto chimes in and gets a fucking t-shirtable quote or moose you know and like if the vibe is really really good at the all-star break and and, and it's we're running away with the shit if things stay really really good okay do you do you still trade for Trevor Story because you're that hot, or do you not trade for Trevor Story because you're that hot? I vote yes. Hopefully, by that time, Gino has become comfortable at short. If he's right. not comfortable and the errors keep piling up, then I think you got to make the move. But then you've got to look at the rest of your infield and go, what's the move? Because then you're fucking crowded in the infield and the outfield. Right. And, and again, good problems to have. But as far as just like chemistry and juju, if we're fucking 16 games over 500 at the break. That's crazy. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. It's crazy. It's like I mean, I love it. Yeah. Stuff. But like, but that's... like, say it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, do you throw a wrench into that? I do. I <sighs> I do, because, like, at what cost for story? Something that you're not using, and if you're 16 games above 500, you have to go all the fuck in. You have to yeah. start that conversation with Joey and maybe Moose and be like, hey, guys, this is going to get fucked up, but, like, you know why we're fucking doing it. Like, you yep. know, just like, we are going for the fucking World Series. If you're 16 games above 500, the division's already in hand. You've already right. done enough to prove the staying power. Right. Win the fucking World Series. Get a fucking shortstop because you don't fucking have one. You know what Clearly. I mean? Clearly. Like, put Gino where he's got to be. You go and you have that conversation with Joey. If it, is, if it is still not producing, you go, hey, man, do you want to ring? He goes, yeah, I want to win a championship in Cincinnati. My goal here is to bring the World Series trophy, the commissioner's trophy to Cincinnati. Then you go, cool, man, you're going to be on the bench. And you know what sharpens iron? fire iron oh damn <laughs> like it's it's one of those things it's a clusterfuck but lee i yes i i do it to answer your question succinctly i vote fucking yes yeah 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 i think i i, I don't know i'm torn i i lean yes just because wow but i don't know i'm i'm such a just a vibe guy. I don't know. I don't know. The vibe goes back to normal next year, though, because what you would get story is a rental, right? 
Correct. He goes Correct. back to the fucking market. Uh, oh, yeah, and you could re-sign him if he proves it. You could, yeah. Or just fucking, thanks, dude. Yeah. Fucking see ya. And, like, it's you that easy, on. and you go back to another competitive team, pick yeah. up that final piece in the All-Star break. Like, Right. Here, yeah, you trade, you trade for him and continue to trend hot, and you do something. You fucking lose to the Dodgers or the Padres in the LCS or something crazy. It's and worth, then stories like, I'll fucking come back. Yeah, it's worth the fucking risk, man. Now, here's something to also I consider. Think. Here's something to consider, too. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, you know, we're going hot, we're going spicy, and we're talking about this stuff, and like, what if? Of course. But here is what has actually happened. Fernando Tatis Jr. could be out four to six months. Yeah, that's true. You're talking about one of the cogs in a massive offensive machine. So the wheels can fall off any at any time for any team, but the wheels are starting to fall off for the Padres. Yeah, a I'm, week in. A week in, trying to just yank one. So you can, like they always say, you can, you can, you can't win a, you can't win the World Series in April, but you sure as hell can lose one. But right, right now, you can't, you can't write the Padres off, but you are writing them as a not as much of a contender anymore. A little bit more of a question mark than they were before. Of yeah. course. So let's flip it. And that's, I think that's what we're doing. It's like, what if this stays sustainable? What if, and push forward. And I, th- at, at this point, looking at my whiteboard and seeing five and one, not bonkers. Yeah. So oh. I'm horny. I'm into it. And especially if we can take four out of six of these games. Oof, buddy, we're in a great spot. Cause then come guess, back home nine and three. Yeah, coming back home to Cleveland, who's not playing well. Right. Come on, you gotta let's love get it. Hot baby, let's go on a fucking streak. Let's do it. Uh, let's let's fucking go, Tyler. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, man. Damn, you fucking killed it. It was awesome. And I can't wait to go up and film this quick little promo clip with with all the boys. Um, That's exciting. This is very exciting. Uh, Lee, let's round third and head for home. Tell people what you're doing. Hey, what's up? I am driving to Austin, Texas, man. I got a gig in Austin at the Vulcan Gas Company today, Friday, April 9th. You can't come, but I wanted to tell you. That's so um, fucking exciting, man. Yeah, dude, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking. It's pretty. Pretty fucking awesome, man. I am. I am thrilled and excited, and it's kind of surreal. And yeah, feeling good about it. And then uh, yeah, come back locally. We'll. I'll plug it again. Mine and Billy's show at High Grain in Silverton, May thirteenth. That's gonna be dope. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and you are in the area, I have never begged on the podcast, but come to this show, man. That would because it's going to sell out. It's going to be fun, and the only way it could be better is if we could meet some nasty boys or girls. That is so true. And say hello you know? to the nasty boy Jack Timmons. Yeah. Oh, I will. I'm going down there. I'm staying on Jack Timmons. Uh, Apparently, he described it as a very comfortable futon. Well, oh, yeah. that is an oxymoron. <laughs> oh, yeah, and very pluggable. Um, I am the hub, baby. The hub is back this Monday, the 12th. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's going to be out front on Main Street Monday night. 
patio seating. It's going to be it, – I can't wait to see how it goes. I want to see a, oh, a lot of familiar faces. I wanted to run a bit by you real quick. Okay. Uh, Lay it on. I, I, wrote, I, I thought of it last night in bed. It's going to link in with some other cat stuff, but it's just like it's cra- like uh, the reason I own cats over dogs is dogs are just so temperamental. You can't you just don't know. Like, like, did you see the stuff that happened with Joe Biden's dog? Yeah, he's over here attacking people. Right. He just bit people. And it's crazy because they said the dog was lost and confused, which makes sense because dogs take after their owners. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right. Just that, shit on. That's that. good. Right. Yeah, that's good. So you know how a joke's it, good is when your friend says, that's good, and they don't laugh? Because that means yeah. it's just perfectly structured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you just get right to that point and then maybe tag it with something else. Like, I don't know. Oh, the, dog is, the dog is also systematically racist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, I was thinking, too, is going in. It's like, I mean, Joe Biden just looks as confused as me coming off of mushrooms. Yeah, that's, yeah. Man. <laughs> Just wandering, looking around, like, what's a refrigerator? I'm president. It's so fun to be able to just mock the president and and like just not to be, be in a dork again. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's gonna be so fun. But yeah, that was the bit I wanted to run by. I'm gonna do it on on uh, Monday, fully fleshed out. It's gonna be fun. That's awesome, man! I can't wait, dude. So. Yeah. There's, there's Tyler, a- I know if, if you're not busy, man, come hang at the hub. It's going to be wild. No, I love it. And you said it's actually outside. Yeah. So That's, Jack I've never Brown's, seen that before. Yeah, dude. Just on Main Street. It's fucking crazy. So they've got these things down here called streeteries. They're like little just little patios. They put they built on the street. I've been to like the hub recently, but like have they, have you guys done a show out there? Is like that a like first time? You you did a you did a mic out in the cold. I did a couple covid super spreader show open mic <laughs> uh outside and it was it was it was like truly horrendous i mean it was cold and you had to perform with a mask on and we sh- you know it was it, it's really wild i mean you just throw the homeless community as an added variable into your comedy show yeah and and you're looking for fire you know you know you know who would kill out there is Dennis Piper just giving them all single do- singles for laughing yeah, at his no jokes? Shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'd be really popular. Dude, that's gonna be think, so fun. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. I did think, I did toss the the idea in my mind a little bit about using an outdoor front sidewalk Main Street open mic as some sort of way to I don't know, like pass the jar and try to raise some money for the homeless in some sense but like it might be really opening up the the jar of demons a oh. little much yeah because yeah. the word will get around and they'll hover. dude ex- exactly and then and then the next one it's literally just it's the homeless mic but then that could be fucking sick you know like <laughs> True. i mean well don't you I mean, mean get everyone sick yeah yeah that's true yeah because i've got the uh Immune systems of of steel, man. Those guys eat poop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, for me, round and third, heading for home. Um, 420 is the first Five Points Park show. Fuck yeah. Uh, We have a really cool headliner. Uh, I can't say it yet because it's not confirmed. Can you send me their number again? 
Yeah, I will send you their number. They're non-binary. That's their pronoun. Exactly. So I'm being appropriate. When you said they, yeah. I assumed 311. No, it's Nanette. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nanot. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there's that. And then 430, you know, April 30th, I will be at World Glass Bar in Mount Adams. I've... Oh, fuck yeah, man. That's a show. That's a fun show. Yeah. Right. You now, know who's gonna be you know who's in town and is gonna be on that show, Bill? Right uh this weekend is Jeremiah. No, I'm talking about uh four thirty. Oh, Max Fine. Yeah, Max Fine. Yeah. It, I was talking to Snodgrass and he was just like uh he was just like uh he's like, I don't know who this Max Fine guy is, they just leave vouch for him. I went, Oh, he's fucking funny. He's great. Yeah, he he's funny and more neurotic ever after a full year of quarantining in Brooklyn. <sighs> God, he's like, I'm fully vaxxed. I'm like, cool, I can't wait to make out with him. Oh, you probably will. <laughs> That's the shit. He can, he can go full Billy, too. Oh, yeah, he can. Oh, God, I have some great stories about him I'll tell uh, after I do the show with him. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, 513, High Grain Brewing, very excited. Um, and then, Tyler, you have plenty to pluck. Yeah, uh, it's domestic soccer season, so... Um NWSL, MLS, uh, your local FC Cincinnati. Um, check uh, check me out on sbisoccer.com. Follow along on Twitter at Snipes Tyler. Um, talking about soccer a shitload, um, but and he'll also be sneaking in some red stuff. Ye, uh, hopefully, I mean, like <laughs> I, I've got ideas. Like I seriously, whatever. I won't board bar about that now. But yeah, um, I will be in Louisville uh, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, you will. The NWSL home opener. I'll be in Nashville April seventeenth for the uh, first FC Cincinnati away trip. And oh, I'm supposed oh, to go with dude, you for that. That's fucking sick, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be doing as many roadies as I can afford. So I'll shamelessly just say, like, I'm just out here doing it, just doing the fucking thing, spending all my fucking savings, and like trying to make a dream come true. So if you guys hey, want to fucking follow hey. along for the journey. I join yeah, the I need the support party. right now. Yeah, join like, the club. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tyler, that's so awesome, man. And take those roadies, dude, because you just you gotta you gotta be there for yeah. shit to happen and you know that, but you gotta be there. Yeah. Dude, and I love it. Like I would rather have that than whatever the amount of money it was it cost like right. to begin with. Dude, so the journey is the destination, trail? you know? Like Yeah. It, Amen to that. The journey is the destination. Yeah. So I'm just trying to feel that, embody that. This is going to be a fun year. And um, for anybody who's listened, like, I don't know, this is like my fourth or fifth time on here. But like, fucking, I love it. Like, this is going to be like and if a you're year. And if yeah. you're hearing this, if you're hearing this and you don't even fuck with soccer, find Tyler and follow him and subscribe to him and all of that shit uh, because he's a homie. And if you've made it, three hours into this podcast <laughs> then you love us and you love him yeah fuck ain't, that rules ain't god that damn the truth um, but in the immediate future i'm gonna go see john holmes at the world glass bar tomorrow night that's right everybody every, the whole fucking squad's coming through the world glass bar lately i'm loving this it's great you just you but you, you you wouldn't even have to leave your porch you could just listen in i know damn that's so fucking awesome so this has been a great episode um, it really has. Thank you to Sports Drink for having us on the network. Thank you to Canon Sunglasses, Locker Room, and Bet Online, our premier online betting sponsor. So, as always, go Red Legs.
Stay nasty. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.